welcome to the Dojo Talk Podcast. Please remove them shoes before entry. Sam Master is here, and you still have not taken off your shoes. Every day to define man's mission yeah. Look into the sky for divine transmission yeah. Deaf man's vision makes the blind man listen yeah. Eyes on the prize, this is blind ambition Thank you Welcome to another edition of the Dojo Talk Podcast First podcast of 2018 I'm joined by my co-host and a, what, like two, three-time returning guest uh, I, got the, I got the anti-cool and Stokes in the building. Uh, how, how's everybody doing? They got me a plate right. of ribs and mac and cheese, <laughs> so I'm happy. So, I, I need that in my life. <laughs> uh, before we get started, I, I got to tell a quick Christmas story, because I got okie doped on Christmas really, really bad. Aww. I mean, the problem did get fixed. But in the moment that it happened, I was really hurt. And GameStop, I hated everybody at GameStop for, like, a whole day. So I go over to my dad's house, like, late uh, late Christmas Day. I get my first gift. Open it up. You know, I got, like, some pants and some socks or whatever. And at the very bottom, I see Zelda Breath of the Wild. So <laughs> I'm, I'm hype. I'm like, oh, I'm about to call out of work tomorrow because I'm just going to go stay home and play this all day. <laughs> I open up I open up the disc. Zelda Twilight Princess is inside of this disc. Inside of the, the mm. case. <laughs> <laughs> so not only did you get no. not get Zelda Breath of the Wild on Christmas, you also end up getting one of the worst Zelda games. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so I spent the next day and luckily luckily uh my pops got it fixed. I went to work the next day really angry. But you know, he he got me the right game. He brought it back to me. So um, I ain't gonna lie to y'all. We probably could have recorded this episode earlier, but I played that game like for like four or five hours at a time, and it oh, just <laughs> it took over my life for a little bit. But uh, yeah, other than that, my my holidays are pretty good. New Year's weekend was actually probably one of the better, probably one of the best New Year's weekends I've had in a long time. Because normally I have to work on New Year's, so I don't do anything. But um. Yeah, no, no, no complaints. Um, you got ribs though. You, you, you're beating me out. My, my holiday food's gone already. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm just happy I got food today, bro. So. Oh man. But um. Uh, yes. Hey, uh, wanted to wish you guys a happy one year anniversary. Oh yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, for, uh, I don't even know. If I, <laughs> I don't even know if I told you, Gav. Yeah. Um, as of was it December twenty ninth? This has been one year since this has all started. The first episode was December twenty ninth last year. So, yeah, slow clap, slow clap. <laughs> we're still alive. We're, st- <laughs> we're still alive. We're still kicking. Um, yeah, yeah. I, 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 it, just, it just occurred to me because I was I listened to your uh, your top twenty albums twenty seventeen. I'm like, this dude cranked out sixty two podcasts in like a year. <laughs> I blame MMA. It, it makes this a little I don't say easier, but uh, don't blame the sport. Blame the UFC. 
Right. <laughs> because they decide that they can go to Australia and have Fabrice Verdum fight Marcin Tibera and everybody's supposed to care. And <laughs> us, being degenerates, we actually do care. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you know what? I got shut up. But I, I will definitely bring up that card later. Um, <laughs> I was reminded of that card the other day, and I got pissed off all over again. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, this episode's uh, gonna be pretty dope. Unfortunately, Joey couldn't make it. Uh, he's but, he's very upset about Car- uh, Carl Condit losing, as we all should be. <laughs> uh, he had to take a little bit of time to yeah. recover. But, uh, we're, we're, we're hoping to to get him on here, but uh, we'll we'll try to get him on for the the Ngannou Stipe card. Um, but it's, it's gonna be a. Just say I want to be on because I'm on. Eh, y'all y'all will finally get to have the face off. Hopefully, we've <laughs> 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 been trading Stop. jabs for like the last four Stop. episodes. Stop running, Joey. Stop running. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> But uh, it's, it's gonna be a fun episode. Um, a lot of news to go to, of course, the card, and then uh, since it is 2018, want to kick off the year with something fun, a little different. Uh, we'll, we'll do like a mini year in review. Uh, we'll hand out some awards towards the end of this episode, so you guys stick around for that. Uh, but I guess to run through this news, which there's a lot of, I don't even know which <laughs> one of these I really even care to spend time on, but um. Fight announcements that happen. Some of these you guys may care about. Some you may not. But we'll 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 run through them. Uh, Alan Joban versus Ben Saunders is going to be a thing. Tanya Avenger versus Marion Renault. Uh, Sean O'Malley versus Andre Sukumtot. Actually, I'm I'm looking forward to that. Uh, <coughs> Cowboy Cerrone, who I, I think this fight is still at 170, right? Uh, yes, it should yeah, be. He, he said he was going down to 155, but he's still this fight is still at 170, so. Uh, Cowboy Cerrone versus Yancey Medeiros, uh, Stefan Struve versus Andre Avlaski. I feel some kind of way about that fight. Um, I don't know. I don't want to see that fight, but I'm going to watch it anyway. <laughs> um, Jessica Andrade versus Ticia Torres. Torres is a replacement, right? I'm pretty sure Andrade uh, was supposed to fight somebody else. Um, so the rumor was that she was supposed to fight uh, Kovalkiewicz. Kovokovich, I can't even remember how to pronounce her name. It's been a while. Um, but I don't think that fight was ever official. And once Torres won at uh, 218, they were like, oh, the card's going to be in Orlando anyway, so let's just put Torres there. I mean, I'm at. I mean, a... it's a fresh matchup. Yeah, and somebody, well, we'll see if Torres can pull it off, but that'll be another fresh face to hop into that upper echelon if she gets that win. Um, Mackenzie Dern is finally in the UFC. She will be fighting Ashley Yoder. Um, I still feel like she's kind of green, but I, I kind of figured they were going to sign her anyway. Oh, yeah. Like, if she won, like, even if she had won that fight by, like, ugly decision, she probably still would be in the UFC. Yeah. Instead of, instead of just, you know, beating the crap out of Medeiros and then arm barring her, so. I feel <laughs> like they'll probably, they'll probably do her the, just, I don't know, I want to say, like, the sage route, like. <clears throat> Hopefully they don't throw her to the deep end real quick. Like give her some, you know. See, that's the it's the weird thing about like this division because like look over at Rose Namajunas who has like ten pro fights and is already champion. Yeah. And has fought like half the top ten. 
it's just things tend to get rushed with the ladies. Hopefully, because I mean, of course the jujitsu is there, but the striking still a little, you know, a little, little yeah, yeah. And but it's, I mean, it's, it's getting better, yeah. And she hits hard, so that that's a plus. But we'll see. Oh my God, um, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm watching Georgia versus Oklahoma at the same time we're recording. Um, <laughs> if you're a Georgia fan, it's not going too good right now. But you guys did just score. <laughs> um, other fights. <laughs> Uh, Des Green versus Mitchell Prezeris, if I'm saying that correct. Um, I think that's... Oh, and the, probably the two biggest fight announcements. Uh, Aaron Pico will be making his return against Shane Crutchen. Once again, they're throwing Pico uh, in with a dude who has like three, four times the experience that he does. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, you know, Bellator going Bellator, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Um. Yeah. Hopefully he doesn't catch that Zach Freeman treatment. But I don't know. Maybe they know something we don't. Uh. And probably the biggest fight announcement. Uh. Yoel Romero versus Dave Branch. Um. Don't have what event that's gonna be at. Um. But that will be a thing. And other quick notes. Um. For anybody that cares, which might be like three people, but James Thompson was suspended for steroids. <laughs> No. <laughs> no. <really? laughs> so, uh, you know, if you're a James Thompson fan, uh, you won't be able to see him for one year. He'll he'll be out. <laughs> he'll be uh, out fighting in like Russia. Right. <laughs> so you know he he's out of here. Uh, Carl John Day Thomas failed uh, his USADA test. I didn't see what for. Um, but yeah, he he failed his test. Uh, Nate Marquard uh, retired. Uh, hats off to him. Uh, to be honest, I think he probably should have retired a bit earlier but you know it is what it is but uh so i'm gonna say my lasting memory of marquardt still is him beating the crap out of woodley but then he, he did he pop for that fight because he, he popped before didn't he he popped um at the end of his ufc run that's why he got cut <clears throat> okay uh, his he, first ufc run i should say he beat the crap out of Woodley, though. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that was amazing. Yeah. yeah. That, if you guys haven't seen, like, I know, like, Nate, you know, he's been around for a while. Like, his last few fights have not been, like, the most impressive things to watch. But, yeah, watch that Woodley fight if you've never seen it. He, he beat the life out of Woodley. Um, <laughs> if you don't like time, Woodley, watch that fight. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but, like, it, I, that's, that's, a, that's a Finnish fighter's dream of. <laughs> that flurry, and <laughs> like, yeah, that was a slacking. Like that was a, I didn't expect Marquard to, you know, like I knew he was good, you know, but not. I've never seen him look like that. Like that, that was that was some next level stuff he did in that fight. Um, probably gonna butcher this gentleman's name. Um, I think he's a former uh, former Glory kickboxer. I knew he sounded familiar. I had to look him up. Uh, Israel Adesanya, if I'm saying that right. Yep. Um, he is signed to the UFC now. He will be debuting at UFC 221. Um, if you haven't seen him, I believe I can't remember his MMA record. I think he's still undefeated. Yes. Um, very flashy striker. So you know, at, at minimum, he'll he'll give you some hopefully some like nice KOs, some nice highlight reels. He's not even just flash. He's really good. Like yeah, like he's a really good technical fighter. So I don't know. I didn't see what division he's gonna be in. Middleweight. Middleweight. Okay. So 
Oh, that's that's good because middleweight needs all the fresh faces <laughs> that that they can get. <laughs> so yeah, he he's definitely somebody to keep an eye on. And uh, other biggest announcement. Uh, if anybody has any feelings or anything they want to throw out, uh, how do we feel about Jimmy Smith leaving Bellator? Sad. Did they ever say like why? I know they just said like it was a mutual <laughs> parting, but like was there anything behind it more than that? Or? He's gonna be rolling for placement. Watch. <laughs> I mean, it's possible. He's gonna end up in Ryzen. <laughs> I mean, but, um, so Ro- Rogan signed like a one-year deal last year, so I I don't know when it's up. It's funny because like all like Jimmy Smith is kind of just like a a slightly creepier version of Rogan. <laughs> where he, where like he he's just making comments about the Bellator ring girls, it's, it's way calmer now because back back in the FS like, no back in the Fox Sports days or like <laughs> like some of the shit he got away with saying was crazy. <laughs> oh man, I want to though, man, for Bellator that's gotta <laughs> suck because you lose Jimmy, now you got Goldie who's a, who's Goldie gonna be with? Well, no, oh, they, they got Frank. They, they got Chael and they got Frank Mir. So, Lord. I mean, Mir, Mir's cool. I don't mind Mir. I don't know Chael and Goldie. I don't. Yeah, that's that's rough. Uh, Chael, I don't know about Chael. I don't, I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know about Chael on commentary. He he's he's a little. I don't know if I can stomach him for like an entire. Like like every card, if I know I have to hear him now, I don't I don't know, but pretty sure they'll they'll figure it out. But yeah, wherever Jimmy lands next, I'm pretty sure he'll end up in a big promotion. If not the UFC, Ryzen probably wouldn't even. I feel like that would that would be a good fit. He, he would fit in over there. Um, but unless you guys got anything else, that's about all the news that <clears throat> I can remember seeing. Um, one sec. No, no, no. No, that might be all of it. All right, so yep. Unless anything breaks while we're uh oh oh, I, I just remembered. Oh, um, go, go ahead. So, D, uh, Demetrius Johnson during one of his streams, accidentally, quotation marks, um, <laughs> leaked a conversation with I think it was Forrest Griffin who was in the background, and they were talking about the promotion for Dillashaw versus Johnson. <laughs> so apparently that's a thing. <clears throat> we'll see. I'll believe it when they make the walk. <laughs> but not not that I think like DJ's a liar or anything. But well, they were literally just talking about how to promote the fight. <clears throat> like they were talking about like actually putting together like a promo. So I, I'm assuming it's like contracts are signed and everything, or pretty close to it. They just Trying to pick out a date or something. I just hope I don't want that fight to be at 125. But I don't know. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm watching. E- I'm watching either way. But I, I wanted to see DJ go up instead of seeing <clears throat> Dillashaw come down. Cause I don't. Yeah. I don't want to see any weight cut shenanigans or Dillashaw passed out <laughs> trying, to, <laughs> trying to make 125 and like lost a kidney or something. <laughs> like. <laughs> Oh, I don't know, but I mean, e- either way, I'm watching it because it's it's gonna be a great fight regardless. But, um, I mean, if, if it is a, a thing and it's official, that's an awesome fight. Um, we'll see if, if DJ pulls that one off, man. Um, 
I don't know. Maybe I'll stop hating on him. Maybe. Don't <laughs> don't count on it. But I might. <laughs> I might stop hating on him. Um, I'll probably yeah, stop hating on him like when he destroyed Borg. <laughs> I mean, I gave him props for the armbar because that was kind of legendary. Oh no, did I stop hating? Did I say that? I might I have. Think you that. did. I might have. <laughs> I might be lying then. <laughs> You know, I probably did say that. I think I did. You know what? I'm gonna be a man of my word. I, I won't hate. Him. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. But I'm not. I, I won't hate on him. I won't hate on him. But I'm still picking Dillashaw to beat him. So. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was pretty much uh, all the news and notes uh, from this oh, weekend. Oh, actually, I got, I got like this one little tidbit. <laughs> all right, that's it. Uh, last week. I'm from the 209. Like, I allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> Nate, Nate Diaz was at, like, uh, the bars down in Lodi. And he got, like, in a little scuffle with him and all his friends with another group of guys or something. Or I don't even know the real story. I just heard hints of it from a source that can't be named. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> you got hidden sources out there. <laughs> Gotta gotta protect people. <laughs> the source the source his name rhymes with nothing. I'll try I was gonna make a lame name That's cool. We'll 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 protect uh, the sources. This is that's good. It's a it's a DS story to be honest, that, that makes it believable. Uh, I wouldn't <laughs> doubt that, that I wouldn't doubt that, that happened at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I don't know if it's true or not, but that's just what I heard from the source. <laughs> like, how many fighters you think get in fights and don't end up like looking <clears throat> up, lose the mirror or something like that? Oh man, that was the other news I left out. Didn't something happen with his um? Oh yeah, his arraignment date. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Vulcan Ozdemir is set to be arraigned. Like, I want to say like eleven days after his title <clears throat> fight. So the UFC yeah. might be having a champion who is going to trial. Stupid. So, you know what? You know what's gonna happen. That's exactly why he's gonna win because yeah. the UFC <laughs> is probably banking on him losing, and oh, then you God. know they can just probably. do do away with him as they want for the arraignment. But yeah, he'll he'll win <laughs> just because of that. Oh my God. Yep. Oh my God. <laughs> I mentioned I'm watching this Georgia game. The running back just literally ran into his own lineman. <laughs> They're trying to pull the comeback though, <laughs> but uh, so I guess we'll just get into this card. Um, <clears throat> UFC 219 went down in Las Vegas, um, headlined by Holly Holm and Chris Cyborg. Uh, really anticipated fight, uh, pretty anticipated card because you had also Habib and Barboza on there. Um, I was lucky enough to be at a fight party for this. And by party, I just mean like five of us who ate chips and dip and chicken nuggets. Um, yeah, that sounds like a party to me. <laughs> right. Uh, but, um, yeah, this is a pretty um interesting car. So, well, I guess we'll just uh, we'll just go from the top. Uh, Chris Cyborg and Holly Holm. I had, we had a long conversation when I first got to the fight party, like about how we all thought this fight would play out or what different ways it could go. And... I think I, I'm pretty sure I said this before. Like the closer this fight got, the more I was just kind of thinking like Holly might be able to pull an upset. And then when I got to the fight party and we started talking about it, and I was like, I don't know 
other than Holly landing some kind of head kick, how she really wins this. Because, you know, albeit, yes, she's a great counter-striker, but I'm like, these little flurry blitzes that she does, I mean, they, they work against other people. I don't think Cyborg is going to fear your little blitz. And even if you <laughs> do catch her with a couple of them, she's going to return fire, and she's going to hit you a lot harder than what you're hitting her. <laughs> and I think we kind of saw that, you know, kind of play out. And, I mean, I, I don't think Holly's strategy was really, like, I can't say it was bad, but it's just kind of like, I felt I felt like the more, because she did a lot of clinching, a lot of trying to get Cyborg up against the fence. And I just kind of figured, all right, she, she's probably trying to get this fight into, like, the fourth and fifth round, have her kind of worn down and tired by then. And then, I don't know, maybe she'll try to turn it on, but I don't know, man. I mean, Holly did put up a good fight. She definitely landed some good shots. Her, her straight left found the home uh, a good number of times. She landed some of her flurries, but for every flurry she landed, she ate a very hard, like, return overhand right. Or <laughs> I feel like she got Superman punched at least one time in this fight. Like, for for all the shots that she had, like, Cyborg just had something harder in return. And Cyborg just, like, didn't let Holly really breathe in this fight. Like, she was constantly walking her down or cutting her off, getting in her face. Anytime Holly swung, it was return fire. I'm I'm pretty sure Cyborg was hitting a lot harder. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I think Cyborg was just she's just Cyborg. Like she's she's so physically just I don't know. It's just it's hard to surmount someone with such like physical talent and somebody who can also take a shot. And one other thing I'll say before I kick it off to you guys, and I was telling people this before the fight started. Um, cause we all mentioned how like Holly's a really good counter striker, you know, they were showing highlights of the Ronda fight, but I've been telling people like Cyborg is not at least like any more that I've noticed in the last few fights. She's not just going out there and just winging punches until somebody dies. Like if you pay attention to like her last, I'd say two to three, maybe even four fights, she's been a lot more patient with her striking. Like she's not just going in and winging punches. Unless she knows she's about to go in for the kill. Like, she's picking her shots a lot better. And I thought she did a really good job of that in this, in this fight. And just over five rounds, she was just too much. Yeah. Uh, not, um, she's not been, like, that type of fighter. Like, the fighter everybody remembers from the Gina Carano fight. Since, basically, she got suspended, I want to say. Maybe even, like, a little before that, like... The Yamanaka fight, where, like, they literally just met in the center of the cage, and it was over in 16 seconds, because Yamanaka thought she could, like, brawl <laughs> with her. Um, it was, like, the last time I, like, I remember seeing, like, the just straight up going to go out there, guns a blazing cyborg. She is legitimately one of the better um, pressure fighters in MMA. Like, she is patient. She is... She has like fantastic timing. Um, <clears throat> she does a good uh, she does a good job of just not getting hit clean very often. Um, and like, I, I I don't think Holmes is a very good counter striker, at least in like the traditional sense of the word, <laughs> like in boxing. 
Um, like in MMA, she is really she's really good because in MMA they fight at longer distances, and as a result, uh, a lot of the women she goes up against, and it was really apparent with Rosie, where like they would try to step in, and they would just try to collapse distance like on a rush, and home would just tag them. Um, like she's not a counter puncher in the sense that she was going to draw like a punch from Cyborg and then, you know, lace her up with like a, uh, one of those straight lefts and a head kick or something like that. Um, this is like her second best performance in my eyes in MMA in like her like short MMA career and probably her second most infuriating behind, behind the Jermaine Durandamy fight. She, like, the avenues to winning this fight were available to her. Like, she got, like, she, like, we saw little bits of, like, her leg kicking game. We saw little bits of her, like, ability to, you know, um, to walk Cyborg into a punch. We saw little bits of, we saw a lot of her just being able to push Cyborg uh, against the fence. Uh, like she, mind you, home fought her entire career as a boxer at 147. Well, not her entire career; she won belts in three different classes. But at the end of her career, she was at 147. She she wasn't like, in terms of like oversized opponents, I can only think of maybe like Gina, who was anywhere near like her size. Um, but she just didn't do enough with her advantages. That's what, that's really what it comes down to. Like. She had advantage in the clinch. Cyborg basically shut down, like especially during like the first three to four rounds of that fight, where home would just get the double underhook and just like push her against the fence and not do anything with it. Yeah, they were just kind of hanging out, <laughs> like, and and like yeah, and in those situations you can you know go for a takedown, go for a trip, um, try uh, go for the elbow over the top. Go for some knees or something, but no, like she was. She, I think Jackson and and the team thought that Cyborg would just be tired by the fifth round, and, and she wasn't. Like in, in fact, I think she was outpacing Cyborg. I, I mean, outpacing home. So, um, I, 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 it's so bizarre with home because she could have won the Durandami fight. She could have won. I don't know. If she could have won this fight. I gave all five rounds to Cyborg. Like I was actually surprised two uh, two of the judges gave two rounds to um, home. Uh, I might have gave home. I don't remember the first or the second. One of those rounds was pretty close because neither one of them was like. I don't want to say it was a stalemate, but like nobody landed anything like too crazy. But like everything past the first was pretty much, like, one side, and especially towards, like, the third and fourth, like, Cyborg started to pour it on a lot more. Yeah. And, yeah, you, you could kind of tell she was just kind of taking over. I don't know, man, home for me, like, I don't know, it's like she, there's no, like, I feel like we say this about a lot of people, like, I don't, it's like, I don't see any, like, urgency when she fights, or, like, even in fights when she wins, like, I don't, she doesn't, like, impose, like, her will on people. You know, you know what it is? Is she can't change. Like that's basically what it comes out. Like she can't change moment to moment in a fight. Like if something doesn't work, 
she will still continually go to it. She has two or three combinations in her arsenal that she can throw with confidence when she's not just, you know, spamming psychics. Which is a thing I like. She didn't spam psychics in this fight. I would have liked to see more kicks to the body, but she wasn't just, like, throwing volume like she did against, like, Raquel Pennington. Um... Uh, here, here she was much more concerned about like movement and you know, stay, uh, staying at the very end of her reach. But um, like again, she didn't take advantage of the things she was actually doing well. Like she didn't take advantage of the clinch. She didn't take advantage in the early rounds when she was actually like, like you said, it was like a pretty close-ish. She like she had success with the leg kicks, and she just eventually just stopped throwing them. Uh, I, I, it, it's this weird thing with home where like she doesn't deviate from the game plan, even if the game plan is just like falling apart or it's not leading to her winning rounds. Yeah. For for better or worse, she sticks with it. If it's winning, it works. But if it doesn't, this. Yeah. Yeah. There's no there's no way out and. I don't know. At the end of the day, Cyborg on Cyborg. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, prop, so I, like I, props to home. Like, the, uh, this was not um, a devastating loss. I mean, it might be because well, that drops her to like one in four in her last five or something like that. Sound ridiculous? Yeah. But I mean, L to Cyborg is you know, not many people expect you to even walk away from that fight still breathing. So, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, she's a fight or two away from fighting Nunes at, um, <laughs> right, one thirty-five. Uh, and I mean, she made it a, it was, it was still like a competitive fight, not in the sense that like I, I don't think she's really close to winning, but like she was still trying to amount an, an offense, and still like Cyborg had to work for it. It was just that you could kind of tell like she didn't really have much of an answer to. Once you realized the fight was going downhill, you just kind of knew she wasn't going to win, but she was still putting forth an effort. But Yeah. Yeah. Just... All the people thought who were freaking tweeting out that Holly Holm got robbed. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what fight y'all were watching. <laughs> y'all are... I have no idea what fight y'all were watching. <laughs> like, like, I straight up couldn't believe my eyes. And I, I know fights aren't won on looks. But man, Holly was wearing it by like the fourth round. That that she, she, she was looking rough. She she was looking rough. Yeah, I, I don't. I didn't. I'm glad I, I didn't see anything out of my timeline. But I wouldn't doubt it because uh, Twitter is a, a wild place. Did you did you catch any of the fucking fan reaction to this fight? Uh. Uh-uh. Oh my god. Like, I I get cyborgs like um. Social media. Like personality is kind of spa- like spastic and grating at times, because she re- she she likes to play the victim, and she has been victimized a lot. Like, how would you feel if your promoter, if you are a woman and your promoter is basically calling you a man? Not even like Dana White and Joe Rogan calling Cyborg a man. <laughs> And now, and, and like we see that with like the fans now. Yeah, we see it with the. I don't think did you when you see the story about the Jackson photographer. 
Uh, I actually just heard. I didn't see. It. I saw a headline right before we started recording. Yeah, no. So he posted. He posted on Instagram making jokes about Cyborg, calling her a man. So there's that. It's almost like at this point, man, that, that joke's kind of old, man. Like, right. <laughs> if y'all are at least gonna insult, people have been doing the man joke since like the start of like since she's been fighting. Like, you gotta. It, and it, if you're if if you're gonna insult, do something new, man. Like the the man thing, that's kind of old now. Like we get it, we 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 get it. Just just stop. Like, I, you know, I I kind of don't get it because Holly Holm is jacked. <laughs> like, so, like, have you guys seen Julia Bud? Julia yeah. Bud, <laughs> like. If the ISS, if the ISS was scientific, Julia Bud would pop. Every <laughs> <time>. <laughs> oh man! But Stokes, I know you didn't. You said you didn't catch um, the fights, but did you see any highlights of this? Yeah, I thought I haven't been saying anything. I have a major headache right now. We'll carry you through. We'll get you through. <laughs> Keep going. I'm just going to insert around. Yeah, this... Did this go up, I guess, pretty much how you expect it? Yeah. I, mean, I picked Cyborg to win. I thought she would get the finish, but props to Holly for staying in there. Yeah, actually, that was one thing I, I would give Holly props for. Um, She can take a shot, man. Because she was... She ate some flush ones. Yeah. And <laughs> she she took them on the chin like a champ. Like, I, I think some other people might have gotten stopped around, like, the third. But, no, nah, she she was definitely hanging in there. It was, like, at the but, end um, of the second or the third round where she got, like, cracked really yeah, hard. She caught, she, yeah, she got flurried on. And, like, you and, can see her legs wobble a bit. And I was getting, like, flashbacks to when she fought Anne-Sophie Mathis in boxing. And that is legit. That's one of the worst knockouts I've ever seen in my life. It was just sad. Like, home is like in between the ropes, and Mathis is just beating on her face. <laughs> and the only oh, like man. this is the only thing keeping her up, and like the ref just won't call the fight. And I, I got flashbacks to that really quick. And I'm like, God damn. Yes, it was it was rough, but she she took it like a champ. But shout out to Cyborg. Um, I did see on Twitter after the fight, uh, Megan Anderson is still trying to get that matchup. Um, I don't know. I'm not mad at Megan. She she would at least be a legit 145er. I'm not picking there, her. To there win, are only two but... fights for um Cyborg at this point. It's Megan and it's Nunes. And yeah. Nunes came out and said she wanted to fight. And to be honest with you, if, like, the UFC is just not going to sign anybody else at 145, and we're waiting for Ra- uh, Raquel Pennington to have her leg fixed after the car crash, like, maybe just do the fight. I feel like you can't go wrong with either one. Like, if if you get uh, Megan, all right, you got two people at 45 now. <laughs> like, two, two, like, official people well, who are actually, like, Megan's true already, 45ers. Like, Megan's signed. She was supposed to fight her in July. Oh, yeah, yeah, she is signed. She, she pulled out for, I think, personal reasons or injury or something like that. 
I say do that. Like you got another person's time. I mean, I'm not mad at either fight, but um, at least with Megan, it's a, it's a true 145er, and she is all of 145. Like she's a, she's a big. Uh, yeah, she's six like, feet tall. Like yeah, she's <laughs> she's a big 45er. Um, so she that might be easily probably like the biggest person cyborg. Well, I mean, Yurina Bar is probably taller, but she's not like thick like that. Yeah, but um. Oh snap! Jordan is about to really pull this comeback off. <laughs> but, but um, <laughs> but yeah, man, that fight, um, Cyborg going Cyborg, man. That's 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 pretty much how that that fight went. But props to Holly. She she stuck in there like a champ. She still made it a competitive fight. Um, but Cyborg walks out with the W. Um, on to this co-main event. Lordy Lord. Me, <laughs> and Edson Barboza. So before this fight started, yeah, we we all had a nice little round table at the fight party about who we were gonna pick. And um, I I went on out. I ain't gonna say I went out on a limb, cause I I honestly felt this way. I was like, if Barboza can stick on the outside, pump the jab, get some leg kicks in, utilize the footwork, somehow not manage to get taken down and pummeled, which I, I thought he had a good chance of doing. I was like, I could see Barboza edging, edging this fight out. Like, it, it wouldn't be a clear side, but maybe he'll he'll eke out a decision. And <laughs> what's bad is, like, I can't, I can't even be mad at Barboza in this fight because he did, he tried everything that I <laughs> thought he could do to get the win. Like, <laughs> like, I don't think he really did anything wrong. Like, he was sticking to the outsides. He was working his leg kicks. He was working body body kicks, really body shots in general, um, that he was landing. So like he and I mean he got taken down, but like he was he was still to me he did what as much as you could possibly do against Habib and it just <laughs> it like it didn't matter. Like yeah. Habib just <laughs> like walked him down. I saw when I I knew the fight was over when Habib was throwing head kicks. I don't remember. <laughs> if somebody can correct me if I'm wrong, I don't remember seeing Habib really throw kicks like that. But like he might have done yeah, it against like Gleason Tebow, but that's right. the only time I can remember him throwing a kick. He was throwing head kicks, and there was a point in the fight I can't remember if it was the second round or the third, but I mean pretty much this fight for people who didn't see it, it was Habib. Being Habib and Barboza, props to him. I I was pretty sure he was going to get finished in this fight, and he managed to still make it all three rounds. Um, but there was a point during like the second or third round where like <laughs> Barboza got taken down for like the thirtieth time. His back is up against the cage, and he just has this look on his face that's just it's like this look of despair, like. <laughs> He literally, I don't know if he was looking at the clock to see how much time was left, but, like, the look on his face was just like, oh, my God, he's doing this again. Like, <laughs> it was like, somebody just get me out of here. And, man, dude, Habib is, that dude's a different kind of strong, man. Like, he is a different, and don't get me wrong, like, I mean, I know Barboza, like, I don't remember, if you, you might have made this point, like, I saw this somewhere. Like, Barboza has great takedown defense, but on the same token, like, he hasn't faced, like, the wrestler of all wrestlers. Yeah. 
he's just had he's had takedown defense against like solid grapplers, but not against like an elite level wrestler like Habib is. And, in, in all fairness, though, he, Habib's probably the best MMA wrestler, right? Growing right now, <laughs> ever. And I mean, ever, ever. Props, props to Barboza because yeah. in 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 the third round, he had um. Habib had him against the cage for like the thirtieth time, and I think one time he did manage to get out. Um, even after two rounds of him like being just taken down and just pummeled and just <laughs> beat it on. Um, yeah, and Habib wasn't really afraid of the hands either. Like he he literally just walked him down. Like he he walked through the leg kicks, the body kicks. He landed a few good shots of his own. Like I said, he started throwing kicks. <laughs> I mean, Pasta Barboza in the third round, somehow he had energy to throw, like, three spinning wheel kicks, which he, I guess he was just trying to go for the kill shot at that point. But, yeah, man, Habib is, um, just a, that's a scary dude, man. Dude's just a different that, type of guy. Like, he's just a different <laughs> type of fighter. I, I, uh, and I, I think I saw it, too, um, after that fight. Uh, he is a. Uh, I didn't see the, the exact odds, but he's a heavy favorite against Connor. I mean, <laughs> he should be. If as if he wasn't already, but yeah, um, yeah, it's not really much to analyze in this fight. It man. really like, isn't because like, <laughs> shouts to Barboza because he fought his ass off. He did. Like, <laughs> he really like any time it was on the feet, he was throwing. He was trying. He was trying anything <laughs> and everything to stop him, but it it just didn't work out for him. <laughs> uh, it's, and it's wild because it's pretty like, it's pretty safe to say like if you're gonna be Khabib you can't do it by by moving away from him you gotta be <laughs> on and I don't think anybody can do that right now mm-mm mm-mm the, the only thing and uh, this is obvious thinking pattern after the second round I pretty much knew this fight was over <laughs> like it was there was no way <laughs> I mean no way uh, Barboza was about to pull a comeback but um so I just immediately started envisioning him and Connor, and the only thing Habib does that kind of worries me that he would do against Connor is like as much as he walked Barboza down, he his head does tend to just kind of stay in a straight line, and he just he has little moments where he just kind of wings punches so he can get in, and Connor you know is a very 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 good counter striker. And I just don't want him to run into a left hand and <laughs> that kind of be the end of it. Yeah. But on the same token, oh, God, this Black Panther commercial, I'm supposed to be avoiding this. <laughs> 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 I've been trying to avoid this commercial forever. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm like, I, on the same token, I'm like, I don't know, Connor might be able to just catch him on the counter of him being wild. But at the same token, man, I don't, I don't, the, the only reason I, th- <laughs> I kind of think Barboza was able to survive that long is, like, you know, for one, his takedown defense was good enough to try to amount a fight, um, and he can at least use his footwork to, at times, get out of the way. Uh, he did, like, he did I, a really good job. Like, I'm, I'm literally watching the fight right now, and he's getting away from a lot of these takedowns. Right. He's just getting hit while he's doing it. Right. <laughs> and see, with Connor, I don't, I don't think Connor has that. Like, Connor doesn't have, like, that footwork like Barboza or even, like, the speed like he does to be able to, like, evade some of these takedowns. So, like, if Habib can just scoop a leg, that <laughs> that, that might be it. 
Like, that's yeah, man. Scary part. He doesn't need a leg. He, like, he just needs to grab you. <laughs> like, one hand, right. two, like, one hand will do it. Like, he, that, that dude is, he's, he, yeah, he, he's a different kind of, um, he's a different kind of human. <laughs> he's, he's, he's not like the rest of us. That, that dude is, is scary. Um, so I, I guess with, with this going, if, not that I think it'll happen. I, I don't believe this fight will happen ever. It, hypothetically speaking, in some alternate universe, if Connor defends his belt and, <laughs> and this against Habib, uh, are we all picking Habib? Yeah, we're, we're picking. I'm picking Tony and Khabib. Uh, yeah, I'm. I, I I was like fifty fifty at first, but after this, yeah, I, I think I got. I think I'm wholeheartedly hundred percent going with Habib. Like. He he seems like he can eat a shot, and if he can eat a shot, he 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 can he can get Connor because all he needs to do is get Connor down one yeah. time, and that's 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 it. That's over. one thing. Because Connor's not getting back well, up. One thing he has going for him on the feet, besides the fact that literally he only needs to have like one hand on you to take you down, is um the um the thing that got that ends up getting most people knocked out when they face. McGregor is they like they tend to overreach on their punches or while they're trying to close the distance like Aldo and uh, Alvarez like Khabib's head might not move but his feet are under him the entire time like he's ne- he's never like jumping at guys right so that might work for him I don't know yeah he'll we'll see we'll see Connor's never Really, I can say just Connor. Anybody who faced Habib before they fought Habib never fought anybody with that just like just brute like grown man strength that he, that he just has. That's Dagestani um, farmer strength, man. Yeah, that, that's some that's a real cowboy right there. Legit, legit. That's yeah, man. He, he's just he's different. He's just. Like uh, my one thought was like he might not be the same. He's constantly injured. The weight cut, the weight cuts, obviously killing him. But no, nah, he, he just fought through all of that, like it was nothing. He was an animal. Judas <laughs> an animal. Um. So yeah, that that was a co-main event. Uh, Habib just kind of manhandled Barboza. But shout outs to Barboza, man. Like that that was <laughs> that was a gutsy performance. Um. Oh my God! This just reminds me of something for news, but not really news, but more like Dana White's mind might be like deteriorating in front of our eyes. Um. Uh, the, the title defense yes. thing. <laughs> <laughs> so for those who didn't hear, um, Dana White publicly stated that Conor McGregor has indeed defended his both his UFC titles. And he did this by moving up a weight class in a division where he had no title to fight, like, for the title. And then by, you know, leaving the sport to go fight um, Mayweather. So he he's obviously defended his 145 and 155 titles. <laughs> <laughs> and why did, my friend, shout out to my homie Davon, he was getting so salty yesterday. Anytime they showed that picture with Connor with two belts, he was, <laughs> he was so angry. 
Because it's like he never defended the 45. They stripped it from him. There's already a new 145 champ. Like, why are they still showing this picture? He doesn't have two belts anymore. Like, I mean, he's, I mean, he still just, does. They're at his house. Right. <laughs> but, oh, man. Yeah, that's... Does this make the, the, does this make Floyd the linear 155 champion? He is the, the linear... UFC? Yes. <laughs> it also makes him the brawl champion, which is more important. <laughs> I don't know. It's the the lens they go to like I don't know. I I I I'll get into a spill about that later. I'm not I'll see so, it later. Dana White's been hanging out with Donald Trump way too much. He do, he doesn't know what real is anymore. I can't even blame Donald on this one. I can't believe I'm saying that, but Dana was doing this. I mean, it might have got worse. But like, at, at least before it was like somewhat based in like, like reality, I guess. Right now, like, it's his, now it's just his, like his, his lies were like half truths or something. Like this is just straight up like, I this is straight up words mean nothing. Right, like you're little, you're just lying to me. Like <laughs> you're you're, little, you're just lying to me right to my face, and you're telling me to believe it. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Dana, Dana going Dana. Um, <laughs> next fight, uh, Dan Hooker uh, and Mark uh, Diakesi. All right, so I don't remember anything from this fight besides that the first like round was basically them staring at each other, and then Diakesi decided dumb and ended up in a guillotine. First. Yeah, the uh, the first round wasn't really a whole lot to write home about uh second round i believe uh dia casey started throwing some heat but uh i can't remember what happened in the second round but yeah the, the third round pretty much was uh dia casey i think threw like a right and then he tried to duck in he tried to shoot for a takedown uh left his neck out got uh guillotine for his troubles and then <laughs> the, the vegas crowd is ruthless like <laughs> So after Hooker gets the choke out and he's getting interviewed, and um, I don't know if it's his hometown. I guess one of these next upcoming cards he really wants to get on, and you know he goes to the crowd and he's like, "Yeah, they got this card coming up, and so and so, so and so." Oh yeah, it's in uh, in Australia. He wants to go be on the Australia card, and he's like, "Who wants to see me fight in Australia?" <laughs> and he just gets booed by the entire. <laughs> Dude, Vegas the don't give a fuck. They get eighteen. The crowd they get twenty UFC cards a year. They don't care. <laughs> The crowd is like, get him out of here. <laughs> like, they literally just booed the man. But, um, <laughs> mm. yeah, I don't really have much else to say about that fight. Uh, yeah, Dan Hooker won, wins via guillotine joke. Um, oh, this fight. Me and Stokes actually talked a little bit about this before, uh, this happened. Carlos Sparza and Cynthia Calvillo. Um, you know what I'm mad about? I'm mad that I watched this fight like two times and I still. <sighs> I'm. Well, Say I don't it. even know how to. You, you kick this off. I don't even know how to. Uh, I don't even know where I'm going to start. <laughs> I don't even know. I just. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh. Um. I don't what do you say again? Everyone knows that I'm a team alpha male guy. I'm like, I I root for anyone team alpha male, you know. And I really thought Cynthia was gonna win this fight, and 
somehow the schedule would have made sense to where she could get Rose in 2018 and get the title, but it's not looking like it <laughs> happened. Yeah. Uh, I was pretty confident that Kavio was going to win this fight. And, um, yeah, she didn't. <laughs> I don't even know what else to she say. She looked really good I the mean, first round. Yeah, like, the first round was, uh, they, I mean, they, they stood and <clears throat> traded for a little bit, and then I think Calvillo got a takedown. Yep. And, um, pretty much controlled her. Um, though Esparza did have a nice sweep, I think, at the end of that first round that got her back on top. But, second round, they, I don't know, I, I guess I, it seems like the advantages that I thought Calvillo would have, she, like, didn't really have, or they were about even. Um... Sparza like pretty much hung with her on the feet, and I mean we all know Sparza a really good grappler, so I mean I guess it wasn't surprising that you know she definitely held her own down there, but um, yeah I don't know it was it was a really <clears throat> close fight. Uh, Calvillo was definitely really pissed when the decision getting didn't go her way because it seemed like she was like 100% confident that she got the W. I don't know why. Um, I don't know she. Really, I guess you could say this for either one of them, but I don't know. Like they, they were just—I felt like they just both could have did more, but as far as they just did a little more <laughs> than than what Calvillo did, and then yeah, and, and, and uh, I don't I, know. I was—I was really, um, like I was actually really impressed with Esparza in this fight. Um. No, she she did really good. Actually, she was a lot better than because I felt like I've been kind of iffy on her like her last few fights, but like she she was game this yeah. fight. Like she she was definitely game. Uh, one second. Do 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 do. Like um, one of the things Cavio had going for her against uh, what was it Joanne Joanne Calderwood that she beat earlier this year? Um, was that Calderwood is really slow? Like, really, really slow. Um, so it made her striking a lot... Uh, well, I can't even say that, because, like, uh, even people who watched the fight were like, yeah, her striking's not all the way there yet. Why didn't she try... To, like, her wrestling wasn't all the way there yet. Which is why I was actually really surprised she got the takedown in the first round. I was really disappointed when she didn't go for another one in the last two rounds. Um, I want to say, after the second, her corner was telling her, we need you to wrestle. She's too competitive <laughs> on the feet. Like, she has a really nice jab, and, like, she has a really nice counter hook, especially when Miss um, Barza would do the dart in that she likes to do, and she would just step off and land it. But, like, it, it just, she wasn't active enough. Uh, she, she, she was just kind of, like, playing catch-up with her a lot. Like, it's not like she's significantly slower than Esparza or anything. It's just, like, she fought Esparza's fight. And she just let it get away from her. And that's yeah. an experience thing. Like, again, she started her career, like, what, 2016? August 2016, something like that? Yep. Like, ha like more than half her fights are from this year alone. Uh, she has a way to go with experience and, like, training and getting camps and everything like that. Like, this was her fifth fight this year. 
which is insane. Um, I, like maybe this, this is probably overall like a good thing for her. Like she had solid moments against like a, the former champion of the division, the first champion. Like the like at one point, as far as it was like the consensus number one strawweight on the planet, and yeah, ups and downs over the years. Be damned! Like she's still a solid strawweight. Right. So this, like, I'm, I'm not too down on Calvillo. Actually, I'm not down at all on her. It's just like now she knows where, what to do, what to focus on. So yeah, I mean, and props to Esparza. She, um, mm. <laughs> she shut a lot of people like me up, <laughs> who were pretty sure she was not. <laughs> who were pretty sure she was gonna catch the L this fight. But uh, Same. boy, was I wrong. Same. Yeah, that she she shut me up real quick. So, um, yeah, I'm not gonna talk bad about her for a while. I will shut up and <laughs> I will give her her just due props. Um, but yeah, re- good performance from her. Um, but yeah, Calvillo probably, you know, got to go back to the drawing board. But you know, pretty sure she'll she'll be back better. Um, oh man, speaking of disappointments and hurt feelings. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> if it wasn't so cold, I'd have just walked out after this fight was over. <laughs> uh, Neil Magny and uh, Carlos Condit. Shouts um, to Joey. Yeah, shouts to Joey. <laughs> I was I was so happy to see Condit back up until about the second round, and then I was like, oh no, <laughs> what's 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 going on here? It just uh, I don't know what it was. He just seemed a bit shot. Yeah, I'm like, this isn't the same guy who fought Robbie. This is not that same guy. I mean, in all fairness, I I don't think we could have expected him to be. Yeah, but he he just looked. I don't know. He looked kind of slow. He looked. I don't know. But he had yeah, trouble I mean, pulling the guess... trigger. Yeah, like he. I envision this fight being a lot more, like, aggressive than what it, like, turned out to be. Like, I don't know, I thought this fight would have been a lot more violent, especially, like, from Condit's side, but yeah, it was just, I don't know, it's, and then, I don't even know how to break this fight down, I was just kind of hurt, um, <laughs> but... Uh... Magny did a good job, I think, of uh, especially with his, with his grappling. He he seemed to he took Condit down like a, a number of times. Um, the same double underhook, trip takedown he was using to get um, Kelvin Gaslam down. Yeah, and it 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 was working. And <clears throat> can we talk? Can we talk about that? How like half the fights on this main card were decided by like the person getting the double underhooks in the clinch, and how they decided <laughs> to use that. <laughs> yeah, I mean it. It uh, even the the striking in this fight had me puzzled, cause I I was just for sure like O'Connor's gonna get some blitzes off. And... So one thing Condit said after the Maya fight, which is when I knew his career was over, is that he felt Maya's ground and pound. Like when he got like when Maya was doing like his bits of ground and pound, um, when he took him down. In that fight, um, like Condit was hurt. Like he said, he was rocked, and like 
with Carlos Condit's style and his, like his live by the sword, die by the sword attitude, like that meant one of two things. Like one, his chin is shot. Like and two or or two, I should say. Um, like his confidence is all gone, and he can't. And like he's mentally just getting to himself. So but I figured he just would not like he he wouldn't show up in the way we've seen him in the past. So, and knowing Magni, who is just going to work his ass off no matter what's happening, like I just figured it was just going to be Magni's fight. Well, that's pretty much what happened. Like, <laughs> pretty much outworked him in every way. Can we talk like, about how Neil Magni's just making his, like a career off of getting rid of really old, battle-worn welterweights? <laughs> 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 like, he sent Hector Lombard and... Um, Johnny Hendricks to 185. And, and now Calvin. he's running. Oh, Calvin. Well, yeah. Well, that was Woodley. But, but fair uh-huh. enough. Oh, guys. Um, and, and now Condit's probably not coming back. I can't really blame him. Yeah. Magny's uh The overachiever. He is. Like he's got some, he's got some good names on his resume. Like, <laughs> he's he's got some solid names on his I feel resume. Bad for calling him an overachiever, but he kind of really is. Because whenever <laughs> he faces somebody who's like his age in their physical prime, he kind of just gets blown out. Yeah, like uh, Lorenz Larkin. I mean, I, I doesn't say I can't blame him for the Dos Anjos fight. Like Dos Anjos is just one of those dudes. Yeah. Like you lose to him, I, I can't really fault you for that. <laughs> but. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Magny was just kind of better everywhere, which I, I didn't think I would leave this fight saying that, but mm-hmm. that's, I, it felt weird in the first round when Condit was going for, like, that knee bar, and they were just kind of hanging out there, and I was like, Condit, what are you doing? Like, what's, that, this knee bar isn't going to work. Or whatever that submission he was trying to, I don't know. But, yeah, Magny, um, he worked him. <laughs> He just he just kind of worked them, um, so yeah, that was pretty much uh, the main card. Um, some of these prelims I remember more than others, um, <laughs> so I'll see if I can jog my memory. Uh, oh lord, I'm probably gonna butcher this name. So we had Khalil Roundtree, uh, who was supposed to have fought Gokan Saki, and I was really hurt that that uh, that Saki had to pull out. Uh, so instead of fighting Saki, uh, he fought. <coughs> Uh, Mikal Olishuk. Ol- I, yeah, I can't say this guy's last name. Yeah, uh, you know, let's just go with that. We'll go with that. Um, <laughs> I think Roundtree lost. I, I, I said this at the, the fight party. He he lost because the Saki fight didn't happen. Like this was his punishment, even though it wasn't his fault that Saki. I mean, Saki would have knocked him out. Yeah, <laughs> this fight <laughs> didn't. I don't remember. I don't know if you remember. I think the judge, one of the judges, gave like, did he get all three rounds? He got all three rounds, all three scorecards. Cause he he caught, he ate some shots. Like Khalil went off in the first. Like he was landing some really hard power shots. And then... surprisingly, though, he never dropped and like rocked. Right, like, uh, Michelle. Um, like, and yeah. He, he, you could kind of tell the tide was turning around. The like, third minute. Yeah, pretty much like that. The third minute of the fight. Yeah, because <laughs> after he unleashes his arsenal, 
and we realized that this uh, Machado dude seems to have a very good chin, and he can take a shot, and he wasn't really tiring out, and Khalil was just clearly gassing and breathing really hard, and yeah, um, <laughs> Khalil emptied the tank, had nothing to, uh, there was no backup plan, nothing to replenish the energy, and he just kind of got worked <laughs> for the next duration just however long the fight and, and went rogan was and, really harping on like technique and technique and technique and like being technical and like this had little like a lot less to do with being technical and more to do with just like Gorilla roundtree is just a sprint fighter yeah it was like it's nothing technical it's just i'm tired <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm really tired i threw really hard strikes at a hundred percent like velocity and this guy is still in my face. It it doesn't help and, that he's built like like a bodybuilder, but yeah, like that's what yeah. it comes down to. He 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 was a, a, like a hundred meter sprinter trying to run the marathon. Like it, it's just not gonna happen. That's wild though. Like he really did land some hard shots, and I mean, props to McCall. He he. He just ate them. He ate those shots like nothing. I'm actually looking at his page now. This dude is only 22 years old. Um, so, and at light heavyweight. So, there's that. Maybe a new face at 205. Possibly worth keeping an eye on. Probably somebody not. who's not over. The, well, <laughs> probably not, but you know. Give him, <laughs> give him a top five guy. Yeah. Yeah, right. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> my, my theory was that Khalil Roundtree lost his fight on purpose so he wouldn't have to fight Glover Teixeira. Because you know that was next. Oh, We're probably not far. I'm pretty sure Saki's probably going to fight this dude. And if Saki wins, he'll get Glover yes. next. And that's a fight Saki could win. Saki's on the What'd you say, Stokes? I said Saki's going like, to fight for Doom next. Just watch. <laughs> Hey man, <laughs> Saki give you heavyweights the business. <laughs> He'll work all y'all up there. <laughs> Not in Ganu though. He 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 ain't touching that. But Ugh. I wouldn't doubt some of your some of your other guys might get worked. I I, I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's pretty much how that fight uh, went. Khalil emptied the tank. Wait, he had wait, no backup plan. This next one, Stokes. Did you see this next fight? Oh, what is it? Miles Jerry versus Rick Glenn. Uh, I did not. I'm sorry. I was really disappointed in this fight. Um, I was Another banking on the power of the porn mustache to come <laughs> through. And, um, yeah, that did not happen. <laughs> Another Team um, Alpha Male fighter goes down. Uh, yeah. And, I mean, it could be worse. You, they, it, it could be like uh, Jackson's, where like think they're like on a nineteen fight losing streak or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is about Rick Glenn, but every time I see that he's twenty eight years old, I'm like, that can't. Dude, he looks like he's forty. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. There's no way this guy's twenty eight. Oh my god. He looks at least like thirty six. This man was know. definitely born in the seventies. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> but um I guess as far as the fight go, man, like 
and you know what? I, I can't even say this because of age, but to me, this fight looked like just the younger guy working the older guy. <laughs> and I mean, I think, <laughs> and I mean, technically speaking, I think Jerry is younger than Rick no, he's Glenn. A year older. Oh no, he's not actually. <laughs> he's older. Oh, my God. <laughs> but Rick Glenn moves but... with the speed and grace of a fifty-year-old. <clears throat> So it's right. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, man. It was just like Jerry was just more athletic, faster, better striking, just kind of better everything. <laughs> like he just, I mean, and, and Glenn, Glenn is always a tough out because he's like he's one of those zombie dudes who just doesn't seem to go away. But yeah, like he just there were no really no avenues for him to win this fight. Like Jerry just kind of worked him and just kind of did what he wanted. Like. There weren't really any points I can remember that like Jerry was ever in trouble or had something to worry yeah, about. This is just all Jerry. Yeah. So, yeah, not not much to analyze in that fight. <laughs> like, I, um, Jerry, like I think they said during the broadcast that this was his return to um, Team Alliance, and um, I think I think before this he was at like Powerhouse with um, Ryan Bader and them. Or he could have been floating out in space for all I know. But um, <laughs> I, I was actually really um, happy because, um, uh, like, w- during his first stint at Alliance, they really wanted, like, that was during that era where everybody had to be Dominic Cruz. <laughs> so everybody had the bouncy footwork and, like, the weird switch stance type deals going. And I never thought that worked for Jerry. Like, and... He kept like he kept elements of that style here, but he's like a lot less bouncy, a lot more just like focused on like throwing punches and shooting the takedown and like movement. So he's still an out he's still an outfighter, but like a much more productive outfighter, which is really good for him and for us because we don't have to sit through another one of his Donald Cerrone performances. I was gonna say, <laughs> I feel bad, but. My lasting memory of Jerry is I'll, I'll forever remember him as Cerrone literally kicked him out of the division. <laughs> like <laughs> he, he just kicked him out of the division. But props to Jerry uh, since he's been down. Uh, is his second fight at 45? Or Third. Well, technically, I think second because like Charles Oliveira blew weight by like five pounds. But oh yeah, oh yeah, and he fought Mike Bellatori. Oh yeah. So I mean, he's been pretty good uh, since coming down to 45. So. Uh, you know, as long as you can make the weight, it's, it's, it seems to be working. Um, I guess Glenn and the porn stash, uh, gotta go back to the, <laughs> to the John board. Uh, this next fight, uh, Marvin Vittori and Omari Akhmedov. Um, they fought to a draw. Yeah. And what was basically, you know, a nice little rock'em sock'em. Middleweight beef fight. Uh, Right. <laughs> the tough dad showdown. Like this is the buff uh, dad showdown. Like like these are dads who lift. You know. <laughs> I say tough dad and Vittori's only twenty four. <laughs> he he also moves with the grace and speed of a fifty year old, so it's all good. But nah, this this was one of the most this is one of the most entertaining fights on the card. Like <clears throat> two dudes just kinda just went in there and and threw down. When both, um, everybody when in the room. neither man knows how to move their head or throw straight punches, you're <laughs> you're in for a night. Uh, you're in for a solid night of action. <laughs> right. 
we all in the room were surprised it went to a draw. But at the same time, I feel like we all didn't watch the fight in the entirety because we were all, like, talking and eating food. But, like, every time we looked up, somebody was getting hit really hard or just, like, wildness was, was happening. So, um, shoot, run it back. Just get 15 more minutes of violence going yeah. in there. I mean, this is, like, bottom tier um, middleweight. Like, they got nothing going anyway. All right. Uh oh, we only got two more fights to talk like. About. This is such a weird card to talk about. <clears throat> it feels like there's nothing to talk about. Nothing happened. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I was thinking that too. Like I was kind of hyped for this card, and then when it was over, I was like, there wasn't a lot of like substance like, really. We like, didn't learn anything from the cyborg home fight that we didn't probably already know. Besides that, home can take a punch. Like we didn't. All we learned from the Condit fight is that Condit's you know, done, sadly. Yeah. But Calvillo, <laughs> he had too many concussions. Yeah. Like, Calvillo could have been, like, the big breakout of, from this card, but she came up short. Khalil Roundtree didn't des- deliver on his violence like he normally does. Like, Jerry Glenn was a solid performance from Jerry, but, like, it was just, like, another fight. Vittori... Uh, Akhmadov was just like another fight. Like it was a good, it was a fun fight, but it was just like another fight. And uh, this next fight, Matthews Nikolau Pereira and Louis Smoker. Um, okay, I did watch this fight. This was the only fight I saw cut for the weekend. We'll let you kick this one off. Then. <laughs> I mean, I was, like, packing, and, like, I just, just didn't have time to do anything this weekend. But, um, Louis Smolka took, like, 30 shots to the head without moving his head. <laughs> he got, like, he got rocked, but, like, during every exchange, it seemed like, in the first, like, couple rounds. And, <laughs> and I'm like, what is this kid doing? Like, he's literally, like, Going into the third, it looked like what's-his-name was kind of getting tired. And I was like, oh, man, can Smoko pull this off? Nope. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I think, what's-his-name, he got a takedown, took Smoko down. I, wrote, I don't even remember how the third round went. <laughs> he, he, he finished the third round trying to, like, rear-naked choke Smoko or something. Mm. Man, this is four straight for Smoko. It sucks because like, Smoke is fun and he's not unskilled, but like he's just being a top ten fighter at flyweight is so different than being a top ten fighter at like heavyweight or middleweight. Or like being a really great athlete probably doesn't mean as much <laughs> at those weights as it does at flyweight because like. There's a division with like Demetrius Johnson. <clears throat> Henry Cejudo, uh, Joseph Benavidez, all the all these dudes are quick and they're strong and they have like the hand eye reflexes of like a freaking like jungle cat or something. But they're all really like great athletes. And then here's Smoka, who is smooth. Like he he's a smooth grappler. He's a solid <laughs> wrestler. And like he, he he he's a really good boxer, but like 
he is just not a good athlete. <laughs> like he is, I know Max Holloway. He's more like against Yancy Medeiros. I'll say I I just got to the fight party like in the middle of while this fight was happening, and like. <laughs> kind of like you said, Stone. Every time I looked up, <laughs> Smoker was getting, he was getting rocked. Oh, dude, he got like, dropped three times in the. <laughs> yeah, like every time I looked up, he was getting hit with something hard, and he was falling. And it was just like, yeah, there's no way you're winning this, man. Like he was, <laughs> he was getting worked. Like he was, he was getting worked. And I mean, for what it's worth. Uh, Pereira is on a uh, three-fight uh, winning streak. So last two wins was uh, obviously Smoker. Uh, he got the split over Moraga, and he won his debut. Um, so I don't know. He's, he's got a nice little a little streak going. Only 24 he years old. He is really good. Yeah. So <laughs> he might be somebody to, to, to keep an eye he on. Was, um, <clears throat> he was lacing um, Smoker up with like these two, three punch combinations with, like, his lead hand, where he would go body-head, like, with a hook, or go head-body with, like, a jab and a hook to the body, and it was just, like, it's just stuff you don't see in MMA very often. So, that was really neat to see. Yeah, this dude is... He put it on him. He... (laughs) Now that I look at it, that's kind of messed up. Why would you match Smoke up with Smoke's on coming into this, to this fight on a three fight losing streak and you match him up with this dude? <laughs> Who did Smoke piss off? That <laughs> make, make you pissed off. Who did piss? Right. <laughs> that you give off the Usada people when they come to his house and he's like pass out drunk. Because <laughs> that, that's the one like, thing I learned about Louis Smoke last week is that he that he drinks a lot. <laughs> oh, it, um, yeah, it didn't, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what else to tell you, Smoker. That was, that was a rough I look Where forward, does he go? That was a rough one. I look forward to seeing Smoker and Ryzen. I'm just saying. Oh. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think he, he's got He's probably out of here after this one. Four I straight. mean, he, they might yeah. keep him around. They kept, they kept around Curran. She's like on like a six fight losing streak or something. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. I, like smoke is fun. They're, they're trying to do a Hawaii card. They might keep him for that. I don't know. But it, is this, they don't have a closed arena in Hawaii, do they? I'm sorry. They don't have a closed arena in Hawaii. Nope. Right. Uh, I, I don't think they have. <clears throat> no, they don't have a closed uh, a, um, a, a big venue with like a roof now. Yeah, that's weird because college football has a Hawaii bowl, yeah. don't they? And yeah, that's <laughs> not played in. <laughs> that's funny. Speaking of football, if anybody cares, Oklahoma's up forty-four thirty-eight. This game is really good. <laughs> but, uh, oh, last fight of the card, uh, and this actually was the one fight uh, I did not catch. Uh, Tim Elliott and Mark De La Rosa. Um, Tim Elliott won via anaconda choke. I'm not sure how this fight went because I did not get a chance to win. Uh, went basically like it sounds like Tim Elliott dominated. Got like I think De La Rosa got like a, a, a guillotine attempt in there that was pretty deep in the first round or looked kind of deep, and then he got out. 
And then Elliot worked him. Um, really nice Anaconda choke. Yeah, I think I think that was all I saw the highlight of, but I didn't see the uh, the actual fight. I feel like the last couple of times I've heard of Tim Elliott, it's been about him on Twitter complaining about. Or am I gonna be confusing him? No, he was, he was the dude <laughs> complaining about how the women were getting paid the same amount as he was. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, <yeah>. right, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> the injustice. <laughs> oh man! But, but um, yeah, he did give a. Uh, the UFC actually did give a shout out to um, what was the brother's name? Robert Fallis. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, the coach that. Uh, yes. Um, yeah. the extreme guitar co- coach who committed suicide uh, this past couple oh, weeks. Man. Yeah, he was actually Tim Elliott's coach. Uh, so. This is a big yeah, day for just, him. Just I, I don't know if this connects, but I met uh, Sean Tompkins, who was like one of the coaches for Extreme Couture. Oh wow! Like oh, yeah. a, I don't know, like a year or two before he died or something. I choose I I still have his autograph actually. <laughs> I, oh man! Uh, <laughs> Dude, like how many of Tompkins' fighters were just like never the same after he passed? Oh, I don't even remember like who he trained and stuff. I don't even remember like the stream couture like those years, really. Like Mark Hominick was one of his dudes. Oh damn! Man. Yeah, that makes wasn't, sense. Yeah, wasn't wasn't like Tompkins like his best man at his wedding or it something? Like, like it, it was something like that. Yeah, yeah, like they were really like they were really, really him tight. Uh, Sam Stout, um. Just like a whole bunch of like the Canadian oh, dudes. I miss Mark mm-hmm. on it. We all do. <laughs> he, he, he was the man. I, he was the man. I don't. <laughs> I never liked him. Oh, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> the, the disrespect. <laughs> um, I guess real quick before we get into our little uh, awards, um, we're actually doing really good on time. <clears throat> So I wanted to give quick mention, um, and uh, I guess Antico, you'll be able to go in detail more of this than I did. Um, this rising card that. Well, these two rising um, cards. These two rising cards. Um, I managed to catch. Uh, I did rewatch some of the first one. Uh, so I watched the Reina and Dandawa fight. Um, I saw. Um, who fought that first night? Oh yeah, the the Kate and um. Uh, McCall. Uh, yeah, McCall. It was an entertaining card. Like, it was it was rising. It was. <laughs> I've never watched a rising card and been like disappointed. <laughs> like, they 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 give me they give me the nice entertainment that I you know, they they give me what I want and I watch Horiguchi piece up uh, <laughs> what was the guy's name Gabriel something can't Gabriel remember. Gabriel Alvera. Yeah, yeah, Horiguchi gave him the yep. business. Uh, <laughs> Hor- Hor- every time I watch Horiguchi and Rise, I'm like, how did they? How, why? Why? How did they let so, him go? Um, for for the record, Ryzen ran three tournaments over the pa- uh, <clears throat> for the New Year's Eve um, finale this year. Um, I guess spoilers since I went way to the end of it, but like, Horiguchi <laughs> won the Bantamweight <laughs> tournament. <laughs> and he did it by stopping literally every opponent he fought. 
Um, one of the funny things is like Horiguchi left the UFC not because of money, but because they wouldn't guarantee him more than two fights a year. Um, he fought five times this year. Like, Did not three of them were know, in the last two days, but still. What are you uh, saying? Uh, do you know how much he made for winning the tournament? Um, I want to say he got a hundred fifty thousand dollar bonus. I don't know what his like contract salary is, but it's, it's it's worth noting he has a deal with Reebok that is reportedly worth more than most UFC champion deals. What? Really? Probably not. Probably not the <clears throat> Wreckers deal, but like probably like uh, Dillashaw and Demetrius Johnson and them. Probably something along mm-hmm. those lines. Out in Japan, getting that yeah. money. Yeah. That's wild. He just got a he just got a deal with um. Beats by Dre in Japan. Really? Holy shit. Wow. Oh, yeah, you know he's getting <clears throat> yeah, paid. Like, <laughs> dude, the, uh, people the, don't understand. Like, Ryzen, right off the bat, does way bigger numbers than the UFC. Like, I, I want to say, like, last year it was, like, 7% of the TV audience that was watching, te- like, television during New Year's Eve turned in for Ryzen, which... um yeah, that ter- translates into millions upon millions of people, and even then they thought it was like um, uh, not like uh, underperforming, but it wasn't quite what they wanted. Um, but like I guess the theme of this year for Horizon was like we don't need all these foreign talents to come in and like like. We're we're not going to be a slave to like foreign whims about like if a fighter can get a better offer from the UFC they'll go to the UFC, like we're just gonna like we have homegrown talent we're going to showcase it, and they did a great job with that. They had like I said they ran three tournaments. Um, one was a kickboxing tournament featuring Tension uh, Nasakawa. If you have never seen uh, Tension fight, go watch him fight now. Like pause the podcast and go on YouTube and watch him fight. The the man is the future of like combat sports in Japan. I can't even call him a man. He's nineteen years old. Oh my god! Oh. Yeah, uh, he's out here like spinning, back kicking like Lupini <laughs> champions into oblivion. What's his record? Uh, I want to say as a kickboxer, he's twenty two and zero. As a MMA fighter, he's four and zero. But like he's his MMA record is basically him being a bunch of dudes. <clears throat> but like his kickboxing record, like. One of the dudes he has on his um, kickboxing record is I'm not, uh, I'm sorry, I'm not Run Wrong, who was the dude who beat Kazuto Ayoka for the IBF flyweight title in boxing. Um, like he's beaten uh, what's his uh, Watch Along PK's uh, Sunshine Muay Thai Gym, who was a former Lumpini champion, and he beat him by spinning back kick. <laughs> like the the dude is legit. He is a powerhouse at 125, and like whatever, whichever sport he decides to do, he's going to be amazing at it. Future goat, maybe. <laughs> uh, High praise from the anti Um They also had uh, the the women's atom weight tournament, which featured which featured like, um, well, I guess the two big ones would be Kana Asakura and Rena Kabata. Rena is probably the most famous fighter in Japan fighting on this card. Like the, the numbers peaked for her last fight, like during her time slot. 
Um, she's the one on all the TV shows, on the billboards, and like <clears throat> she's the one giving all the interviews to the media and stuff like that. Um, she made it to the finals, but she ended up losing to Kana Asakura, a 20-year-old who, who used to wrestle. Like I think she was like a really standout wrestler in high school. Um, who's possibly like a like the future of Adam Lee. Like she's gonna probably be like one of the top women in the division for a long time. Um like and Reyna doesn't really look too bad like coming away from the fight. She got submitted um by a rear naked choke on the on the last day on the thirty first, but you know, it happens. Like she uh Kana Asakura wins the Adam Lee title. Um like just go back and watch the cards, cause like they're, they're like like straight up fun. Like sadly, King Randall lost. She lost to Cindy Dandwa. Um, I would have gave Randall the fight, but I like I'm not upset about the decision. Yeah, I went back and watched it. Uh, yeah, I wanted to give it to Randall, but yeah, I I think Dandwa won. <clears throat> I, think, I think she has. Uh, but like um, I said, like the theme this year. At least for me, it was like Japan has a lot of talent, um, like, and they, um, Sakaki Ibarra, like he is a freaking wizard finding people, like, <laughs> like man, uh, like um, Gabriel Oliveira, the dude killed Yoriguchi, beat in the quarterfinals of the tournament. Dude came in and knocked off Kawajiri. Oh yeah, that did happen. Like that's the dude who would you fall in the corner finals. So, you know. Like the the light heavyweight fight they had on the first night with um Jiri Prashaza and Carl uh Carl Albertson. That was a really good one. Um ended with a nice knockout for Jiri. Um poor Anthony Burchak. <laughs> uh he ended up losing a split decision to uh Jehun Moon. I feel like Rosin has not treated him well. <laughs> uh, it, it's, it's not been good for him. He's 3-0 fighting there this year. Uh, 0-3, I should say. Um, yeah. Uh, like People... Yeah, Rosin's just... Rosin's just right, yeah, it's just a like, good time. <laughs> like... It's it's literally like... It's, it's, it's entertaining in every facet, too. Like, the fights are good... Like the production, like it, it feels like a show. Yeah, like it, it's a full like experience if you if you get a chance to watch their cards. I, I really wanted to stay up to watch it, but after that card, uh, after UFC went off, well, I, I was beat, and I'm old now. I can't I can't hang like I used to. Uh, <laughs> after about eleven thirty midnight, I just kind of shut down. <laughs> but, yeah, so I, I got to go back and watch a lot of these fights, but. Um, I did see the highlight of a uh, Crocop beating the piss out of some poor gentleman. Who, yeah. um, <laughs> that poor that poor gentleman was like the first dude to beat. Um, what was it Fedor? I think. Oh. oh. But he's also like fifty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw I saw Crocop putting the paws on him. <laughs> uh, isn't Crocop on like a seven fight winning streak? <laughs> it's something wild like that. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I thought yeah, I saw he's been like wrecking dudes in um in like Ryzen. Like he just won he won the tournament last year before he retired and then decided to come back. Hey man. 
keep keep getting the W's. Um, so yeah, man. Yeah, I wanted to give that rising card some shine because from the fights that I saw on the first day, they were really good, and from what I'm hearing, the the second day was like even better. And like I, the, the times I've gotten to watch rising, I've never been disappointed in a rising card. Like I've I've never left feeling disappointed or feeling like I didn't, you know, like I wasted my time. They're they're always entertaining. It's and, good matchmaking. Fun to watch. It's a really good matchmaking. So, yeah, shout outs to to Ryzen, that whole organization. Uh, lots, lots of just lots of good stuff going on. Over please there. don't have like, please don't be sponsored by like Yakuza money or something. Because <laughs> I, I I really want Ryzen to. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll find we'll find out later. <laughs> it's some some shady's going on. Yeah, no, I'll just have to try to turn a blind eye. Cause I, I don't. Well, that's. That's what I felt pride. Like they they had they were yakuza like they were a money laundering scheme for the yakuza, and once that came to public, like nobody wanted to touch them. Their ratings were still good. It's just like you can't. You yeah. can't do anything. Sorry about that. Not to go off on a too good. Not not to go off on a side tangent, <laughs> but like because the whole like uh, ACB and Katarov thing, like. I finally like starting to got getting around to like watching ACB cards, <laughs> and then people, they're, they're, I can't lie, man. <laughs> These cards, are... <laughs> the I mean, I've only watched like two of them. These are some of the most violent cards I've ever seen. I want, I like... want all this podcast. Goddamn it! <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. like these guys don't believe. These guys don't believe in going to decision. Like, no, they are violent ass motherfuckers. They're violent, man. They're they're violent. Like I I can't lie, the entertainment value is there, but yeah, I get it. It's surrounded by a lot of uh shadiness. Yeah, the shadiness isn't even the word. <laughs> it's, but yeah, it's, it's not not some not so good things uh, hovering over that organization. But like I I, I guess I, I rationalize it to myself by saying I, I can't blame the fighters. It's not it's not their fault. Like they didn't. Well, I, I would hope they they didn't do anything. Like, they don't I mean, have anything to do with it. Like some of the fighters are Katarov's boys, who, nah, who make yeah. people disappear. Like yeah, Magomed yeah. Dimitrov, <laughs> UFC flyweight, is a literal hitman for the dictator of Texas. <laughs> Man, it's it's rough, but like, that's just that's just the yeah, reality. Yeah. Like. Like we take for granted, like here in the states, that like this sport is like regulated, and I, I'm not gonna say like it's completely devoid of. You don't know, Emma. It's not completely devoid of like shadiness, but like in other places in the world where like people's lives depend on this shit, it, right. it, it is all, uh, it is dark. Yeah, yeah. The, the rabbit hole runs deep. <laughs> But, um, Five-year-olds in Thailand busting each other's heads open for like a dollar in Muay Thai contests. Like, hey, hey, hey! Right. my culture. <laughs> yeah, five-year-olds would probably kill me, so I ain't gonna talk about them. I probably can't beat them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, man, that was pretty much uh, UFC 219, all the news and. <clears throat> Other uh, events and things that have been happening this weekend. 
since it was, or since it is now 2018, <coughs> uh, to, to do somewhat of a year in review, make this episode a little different, uh, we'll kick off uh, first podcast of 2018, uh, giving out some awards for the previous uh, MMA year. So, I'm not going to lie, I realized after I both sent you guys the list um, that I, I kind of left some categories out that I <laughs> didn't remember. And so, <laughs> if I happen to juggle my memory we while think, we're talking we, about this. We got it. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we'll think of a few. Um, but I, I thought this was pretty pre, pretty solid. So, um, uh, I guess I'll... Do you guys have your list in front of you or anybody winging it? Yeah. I got some of these I'll have to wing. I got my you list got yours? in front of me. Um, I will I got, say <laughs> I, I got mine somewhere. The, I will say the 28, 2018 wish list and don't do that award just has a lot to do with Connor. All right, <laughs> <laughs> All right we'll, we'll, we'll we'll get there. <laughs> All right, uh, I guess I'll just start from the top with the way I have these ordered on mine. Um, all right, so we'll kick it off with uh, fight of the year. <clears throat> um. I, I've, I've vaguely researched most of these. Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm picking a lot of these kind of based off like what was the first thing that popped in my head. Aside from KO of the Year. KO of the Year I did have to research. But uh, Fight of the Year, the the main two that popped in my head uh, were Justin Gaethje <coughs> and Michael Johnson and the other fight, uh, Brandon Gertz versus Derek Campos. But just based off the amount of times I watched the fight, Gaethje versus versus Johnson kind of won by a landslide like I've watched that fight so many times <laughs> because it was just <laughs> and I think that was a card I think I had missed that fight when it happened I, I watched it the next morning when I woke up and I just kept rewinding that fight over <laughs> and over it was so that fight was everything I hoped it was going to be and more like that fight was just the ultimate just violence and destruction <clears throat> like that fight was anything you, you, you could ask for. Like, it was just back and forth. Two dudes literally just throwing until one of them just couldn't throw anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that, that for me, was just like... That that was that was Gaethje in a nutshell. That that entire fight encapsulates what Gaethje is about. What, he, what I was hoping he would bring to the UFC. And so far, he hasn't... He hasn't disappointed. It, no matter when, win or lose, like dude just brings it. So, yeah, that that for me was easily that was, that was my fight of the year. There's, there's nothing I can remember that like even came. <clears throat> um, uh, just to be a little different, I guess I'll just say um, because I I don't think I wrote down fight like I have mine written down here. I don't think I wrote down fight of the year. For some bizarre reason, um, yeah, I'll say just to be a little different, I'll say, um, what is that? Got family going? <laughs> oh, oh, my bad. Um, American dad, American, American dad one. Oh, <laughs> way more important than football game. <laughs> So I'll just say um, uh, Gaethje versus uh, Alvarez. So to me, that was every, no that, that. that was everything I wanted in that fight and more. So 
any answer with Gaethje in it is the right I answer. I mean, basically. Like, <laughs> you, can't, you can't really go wrong. Well, mine... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my turn? Yep. Yep. No, the fucking same offensive Gaethje. <clears throat> I went back to rewatch these. Hello? Yep. Yep, yeah, sir. Uh, we watched the uh, and couple fights. We watched Gage and Eddie and then Gage and Johnson. And the whole one that I saw live was the uh, was the Johnson. I just remember being so hyped. Like, I was standing up the whole time, and yeah, that's the Gaethje wins. Get Gaethje with the clean sweep. <laughs> yeah. He's, yeah. He's probably going to be in this list like every year. Basically. Like, <laughs> as long as he's fighting, he's probably going to at least be I, at honorable mention. I don't know. I think all that damage is going to eventually catch up to him. Probably. Almost definitely. Probably. Yeah, yeah I would say it definitely will. Uh, but I, I feel like regardless, feel like he'll he'll, he'll, he'll take some souls with him. <laughs> he'll 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 take some people with him. Um, just for the sake of having somebody whose name isn't you know just Ichi on the list, um, Mendo Venada versus uh, Bobby Green. That was that's another great one, and uh, Romero Mar- Romero Whitaker. So. <laughs> Um, if it, it really right, so, doesn't feel like it was a so, year of like great fights, like the matchmaking was really good, but it felt <clears> like a year of like really great performances. And that, yeah. <laughs> speaking of categories, that was one of the um, ones I realized I didn't put on here was a uh, performance of the year. Uh, oh, I don't know anybody. <laughs> let, let's just wing it. Anybody and Rose. for any of these, I, I probably should have said this to y'all. Like. Any combat sport, it didn't really have to be MMA. Um, but yeah, wait, 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 wait. Like just so, player of the year didn't have to be MMA. <laughs> oh, that, no. That, oh, I changed my answer. My answer is Anthony Joshua versus um. Let's <laughs> go. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I probably should have told y'all that. Yeah, these didn't have to be MMA answers because that was why KO of the year for me was really hard. Because I started looking up boxing KOs and I forgot how many good ones were this year. But um yeah, Klitschko and yeah, that's 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 yeah, that was an awesome fight. Man, that that was a really good fight. <clears throat> I know a lot of people missed out on that one too, because people don't seem to watch boxing until Mayweather fights. But I, I mean, yeah, that that. Thank God that Josh was a big star in the UK because <clears throat> somebody does like everybody deserved to watch that one. Right. That that was a. A good one. Um, just real, all right, just real, next quick, real quick, just take a pick. Don't even have to explain it. Joshua or Wilder, if that fight happens. Joshua. Uh, Joshua. I'll be honest. I'm going to go Wilder. But no matter who wins, I'm pretty sure I'll be wildly entertained. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess a category we can just wing. Uh, <clears throat> performance of the year. Just a fighter who just put on, you know, 
Uh, Rose. Rose knocking out Joanna. <clears throat> no, I'm a, uh that's 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 a really good one. Um, I'm trying to think like performance of the year, like Conor Conor McGregor lasting ten rounds with the greatest all time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with can I go with like Floyd like scamming like. <clears throat> Three million people out of their money. <laughs> sure. Yes. Four million people. No. Four million. Well, I figure like a million were going to tune in no matter what, like Floyd decided to do. So like the three million are like the three million, like the people who actually put money down in the fight and thought McGregor had a chance. So. But like on yeah. the real, like it's so weird to pick this one. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna go with Romero, Romero, um, Whitaker over Romero because he did it on one leg. Mm. Nice. <laughs> mm. Man, I wish I would have thought of that, and I don't want to piggyback off your answer. <laughs> oh man, that's that's a good one. That's a real good one. Oh, my answer's gonna be crap compared to you guys. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Um, all right, I'm going to venture out. Mine will not be MMA. I'm trying to decide, do I want to do kickboxing or boxing? Um... Uh, I said do kickboxing, just, just be out there with it. Alright, so kickboxing. I'm gonna do um we'll go with Glory. I'm gonna go with Alex Pereira versus uh Simon Marcus. Cause he um he boxed Marcus up, man. Like he gave Marcus the business. I didn't think that fight was gonna be as um it's pretty one sided. It, it, he he really uh, he he really like outboxed Marcus in that fight and by like the third, fourth round, like he kinda knew like, oh snap, Marcus is really about to lose. Um, but I, I would say a runner up, really close second. A- any of the Lomachenko fights that happened this year <laughs> just because we've just been seeing <laughs> I was almost gonna pick Lomachenko and uh, uh was the last one he did. Right now? Uh yeah. Because he literally just he, he dragged the man so deep into the matrix that Rigandau unplugged his own cord and got up and left and decided he did not want to be a part of this that, anymore. That uh, is literally like... <laughs> I want to say it's like his last four fights, he's like the guys retired quit on the stool. Right. Like, they just don't... And the thing is, like, it wasn't... It wasn't even like he was landing, like, super hard power shots, but it was just like... He was so much just better in every facet that, like... <laughs> Ringing down was like, you know what? We're done. Yeah. It's, 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 we're done. We're done. But I'm going to go Alex Pereira over Simon Marcus. But man, I am jealous of that Whitaker answer. Because if I would have thought of that, I definitely would have said that. <laughs> <laughs> but, um. Oh, this next one. Next award. This is this is a big one. Uh, Fighter of the Year. See, Ooh. now that you opened this up to both boxing and MMA and kickboxing, it, it makes it a little tougher. <laughs> I got mine. My answer stays the same. My, yeah, my mine stays the same. I'm not changing. I'm not changing mine. 
All right, go ahead. Um, mine and to purposely be a hipster, I was like, I'm not picking anybody in the <clears> UFC. <throat> so I'm gonna go over to one FC and I'm gonna say Martin Wynn. Um, nice. fought three times in 2017. Uh, <clears throat> all three fights he won, all by KO. Uh, he flatlined uh, Kazunori Yokota. Then he went to win his rematch uh, against uh, Gafarov. And keep in mind, the first time he fought Gafarov, he got submitted in like 30 seconds or something. <laughs> or something like that. So he comes back in the second fight. Uh, in a fight that he was definitely kind of getting worked in. Uh, and then he ended up flatlining Gafarov with a nasty right hand. Uh, and that was for the featherweight title. Then he goes up to 155 to fight Edward Foliang, and Foliang, in the middle of throwing a spinning back kick, got caught with a right hand and just dropped like a sack of potatoes. So Martin Wynn <laughs> flatlined three people, left the year with two belts, and going for a third in 2018. And... That that's just a wild accomplishment. So I'm yeah. This for me, I I didn't really even. I didn't really think about it. Like he 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 for me was fighter of the year. Hmm. Nice. That's a good. That's a good one. All right. Uh, start. Yeah, my. Stars can go next. <clears throat> my fighter of the year goes to a guy that has no professional or amateur experience. But he was able to beat what I assume is a future UFC Hall of Famer. And that person is Isaac the Shermanator Marquez. If you don't remember that name, <laughs> then he is the guy who has Down syndrome. And ah. <laughs> yeah. Beat he beat Diego Sanchez with the. First round armbar, I want to say. Yeah, and that was a really touching moment for me because I got I have like a half brother that has Down syndrome, and I don't know that just really touched me. So my fighter year goes to Isaac the Shermanator Marquez for be like beating out the social like classification of what. Down syndrome are, and just you know living out his dream. So yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's dope. That's dope. I ain't mad at that. Um, gotta get the. Uh, for me, I guess I'm just gonna stick with Robert Whitaker. Like, he is the best uh, middleweight on the planet. Like, he didn't get his title fight, but. He beat Jacare and Romero in the same year. And how many people can say they've done that? So, And they were one side yeah. fights. Oh. <laughs> yeah. 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 The, the, the fights were really... Because like Romero, uh, Romero won two rounds, but he also did it while Whitaker was basically on one leg. And by the third round, it was all Whitaker's fight. So... Um... But just for, like, a runner-up, I guess, um, it, well, that's hard because, like, I want to give it to Crawford, but, like, he he he, he became the man <clears throat> in the fight of titles at 140, but, like, 
like neither dude he beat was really like I want to say an accomplishment, but he was expected to beat them and beat them one hand, like one sidedly. Yeah. Like Kel Brook, I think only not Kel Brook. Um, Errol Spence, I think he only fought once this year. Uh, maybe twice, but like his destruction of Kel Brook was really great. Um, but like he only fought once. Um, Joshua looked like crap against Takum or Takum or. I've pronounced Carlos's name. Um, so it was a weird year. Um, maybe, maybe Max Holloway is a runner up. <laughs> yeah, he, he was I almost. Max should be up there. I was almost. He was. He was probably with my runner up. Like, he, he, I I can't give it. I, I was gonna like if he had fought Frankie Edgar and beat him, I probably would have given him fight of the year. <clears throat> I, I mean, I would, I would definitely give him fight of the year, but. I'm always reluctant to give fire of the year to a guy if you only fight one opponent and you beat him twice, especially if you stopped yeah. him the first time. And, like, with the weird circumstances around this fight where, like, Edgar fell out and Aldo was put in, like, a month in advance. And, like, uh, that's that's kind of iffy for me. Like, I I didn't give it to Chris Weidman the year he um, beat Anderson Silva. Not mad at those. Not mad at those. Um, I almost wanted, I guess, another one to wing, uh, like breakout fighter of the year, somebody who just kind of popped up on the scene and just uh <laughs> been out here just handling business. See, that's another one where I could go a bunch of different ways, but um, I, I got one for you, uh, Francis Gano. Yep. Oh man! Now I think about that. Yeah, that might that might sweep across the like board. Got two top ten wins, both first round knockouts. Spoiler: He got knockout of the year. <laughs> actually, that was whoa, my next. Whoa, whoa. I guess we, we can just go on then, because that was actually uh my next category uh, KO of the did year. Did you guys want to give yours for breakout star of the year? Oh, breakout! <laughs> um, now that you said Ngannou, like. Who are you gonna say? <laughs> I, I was gonna give it to Paul Daly with the flying knee over Ben Ward. Oh uh, no no for um breakout fire no, for breakout. Oh okay. <laughs> um, yeah I guess Francis I don't know or Rose I don't know. Yeah I, <laughs> I was gonna say Ozdemir. <laughs> See, that's but, a really good one too. Not, he's on my list. He's on my uh, list. My like short list. For I was gonna say Ozdemir, but now that I think of like the. The thing, I mean, Ostermeyer did finish, like, well, he, he got people out of there, like, he, he fought for, like, a total of 30 seconds in one let, year. Let's, let's put it this way, like, at this time last year, he was not even in the UFC. Right. And now he's, like, in, he's fighting for like the title. 19 yeah. days, he'll be fighting for the title, like, yeah, that, I mean, that's yeah I'll, I'll, I'll stick with Ostermeyer. I'll, I'll say Ostermeyer breakout, breakout fight of the year, because he did seemingly just, at least with Ngannou, like, you just looked at Ngannou and it's like, yo, if this dude has like an ounce of talent, he's probably going to start wrecking people because he's just freakishly athletic. 
with Owens Demir, like I just I didn't even know who this dude was from a hole in the wall, <laughs> and he just came in and just like see, I, I, he's just silencing see, people. I remember Owens Demir from like that that era where like um, Bellator was signing literally every late heavyweight they could, under yep. <laughs> and he he was a dude who got like submitted by that guy who claimed to have the best guard in MMA, <laughs> Amundsen or something. <laughs> yeah, I remember that fight, yeah, man. Oh my gosh, Owens Demir has come along. Come a long way. Yep. <laughs> that's, but, uh, that's how bad the UFC 205 division is. That some guy who got cut by Bellator is fighting for a title. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. A guy who is one and one in Bellator is, might be the UFC champion. He might so, be at worst the, the third best heavyweight in the division. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, but yeah, I guess we're rolling a uh, KO of the year. Um, this was hard, man. Um, like between MMA and boxing alone, man, there were some vicious KOs this year. Um, I'll, I'll just go through some runner-ups I had. Um, I didn't pick Ngannou Overeem, but that was like number two on my list. Uh, you had mentioned the earlier stories, the Paul Daly, uh, flying knee over Brendan Ward. Uh, uh, also on my list, runner-up, uh, Gaston Bolanos, uh, over Rick Gutierrez. If anybody doesn't know, that was a spinning elbow, KO in Bellator. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting. There were a lot of good KOs this year. Um, <laughs> I was reminded of the boxing <laughs> KO. Was it Medina? And what was the other guy's name? Uh, poor, uh, God, Porky and what's his name? Um. Damn, was that this year or was it last year? Was that this year or last year? I thought it was this year. I can't remember, but somehow that highlight popped across my screen. And I just remember that he won that fight with like an 80-hit combo. <laughs> um, my KO of the year, Bellator, Aaron Pico over Justin Lin. Um, just off of the <laughs> fact that like... <laughs> he, he literally whipped this man's head around. Like, he <laughs> caught him with a left hook. <laughs> His head literally went from, like, the right side and twirled all the way into the left before he fell. Like, that was a vicious, just, like, one hit. I'm leaving. You're done. Close the curtains. The show is over. <laughs> like, yeah, that that was my KO of the year. That, that joint was just... It was it was so vicious. It was so vicious. Um, I like that. Yeah, it's fair because, like, like you said, the, the dude's body went the complete opposite way of the punch. It was just so damn hard. <laughs> but um, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit y'all with some of my runner-ups. Um, so the actual KO of the year would have been John Jones versus. Daniel Cormier, uh, but that no longer happened in the eyes of the <laughs> athletic commission. So it is no longer it is no longer true. Um, now it that didn't I know, happened to me, yeah, this is the greatest two or five of all time to me. Yeah, he's never lost. Exactly. Um, so I'm going to I'm going to go out um, now that we can add boxing. Um, I'm going to put a very close number two. Sirisuket Suarung Fisai versus um, Roman uh, Roman Gonzalez. Oh. Two. Yeah. Um, 
in terms of just like who he's knocking out, how nastily he did it, <clears throat> like just his like sort of run for size story where he was like, yeah, I used to walk ten miles to go to work and I eat gar like I have to eat garbage to survive, and like how his career basically started as like some guy saw him at Muay Thai gym and was like, yo, I can get you some pro boxing fights. And then he had to fight, like, legit prospects with, like, no <clears throat> boxing experience. And, like, just to see that moment crystallize and him knocking out Chocolatito the way he did, like, any other year that didn't involve over a, a man almost dying in the cage, that probably would be my number one. I'm actually looking up this fight now because I want to see this KO. <laughs> I thought he lost the first fight. He, I, I thought so too, but like, this, like, my worry heading into the second one was that like that was like Chocolatito's last, because at one fifteen he just wasn't looking like the the destroyer that he did. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're out of here, bro. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pro, that, that crowd was pro chocolate too. I mean, yeah, like the, the dude was becoming like a uh, goodnight Glovekin. Like he he was packing he was packing the crowd. Man. This sucks because I really like, uh, like Chocolatito, one of my favorite boxers. He started the year off as the pound for pound number one dude in the sport. And now he's <laughs> got two losses on the resume. And it sucks, but that that's what we want of fighters to test themselves, to go up and wait and push themselves to the limit when they are when they hit a plateau and it just didn't work out this time for him. Speaking of boxing, Char- Charlo was coming up on my list. Oh too. god, yeah. Cause I forgot about that one. That was Lubin. Uh... Lubin got Yamcha, yeah. like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Oh man. Um. Just two more, really quick, before we move on. Um. <laughs> just because there was a lot of great ones this year. Um. So I have on here, Gustafs- uh, Gustafsson, um, knocking out Glover to share with that five punch. Oh more uppercut KO. And um, <laughs> Barbosa destroying Benil Darius's life with that flying knee. <laughs> this really was the year of the knee. There were a lot of knees. Oh, yeah, years. like, um, what was the dude in Bellator? Clayton something? Oh, the one that was on that prelim? Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> when he flying kneed him from, like, across the cage. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, there were a lot of... Um, there are a lot of good KOs. I mean, here. my fight of the year, Gaethje Alvarez. <clears throat> Another knee. Right. Stokes, you said um, Daily, um... Yeah. Daily Ward was your knockout of the year, which was my number two now. Mm. After, uh... After Jones, DC got taken off the list. <laughs> you got any oh, other runner-ups? Just, uh, I was gonna say that Barbosa one, but then you named it. Uh, um, no, I can't think of anything right now. Just a quick update, man. This college football game is a classic. <laughs> 48-48. Not a lot of defense, but 
Second overtime. <laughs> nice. Um, this next I category. I don't, oh. I don't want to turn it on. <laughs> Georgia, I think, just won. Nice. I think this is over. But um, this next category, this is the only one out of, oh, yeah, Baker Mayfield got his head hanging. Oh, yeah, they just lost. Huh. So Georgia, uh, Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> I hate Oklahoma anyway. <laughs> I, I hate Mayfield. <laughs> <laughs> but um that was an awesome game but this next category uh, this might be the only one to be honest that i didn't really um <clears throat> like research because Kay. and this is my one moment where i, I won't be a hater <laughs> submission of the year this for me was easy the, the mighty armbar like <laughs> he threw a man and armbarred him in like midair like <laughs> i don't know what i didn't see anything else Nobody else I saw this year did anything else that wild. So, yeah, Mighty Armbar easily won this for me. I didn't even want to look up anybody else. That's my, that's my second place, actually. Uh-oh, who you, who you got first? Mine is... Let me pull this up. Mine happened at Full Contact Contender 19 in England. <laughs> and it is Joan, Joan O'Meara's pulling off the walls of Jericho. Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's I'm not that. mad at that at all. <laughs> that's not the greatest submission of the year. That's the greatest submission of all time. <laughs> oh man, I completely forgot about that. You know, I've seen somebody do it with like one leg. I've never seen the two until this year. <laughs> oh man, I forgot about that. Oh, we, we need like a a comprehensive list of all the times somebody's done like a WWE finisher. They fight. Get like Ivy doing like the people's elbow. <laughs> oh man, I completely forgot about that one. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's 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 a really good answer. <laughs> oh, I was hoping man. no one. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I was hoping no one else. To pick that so I could get the shocker effects. Yeah, I completely forgot about that really? one. Yeah, you knew I was going to say board DJ. Uh, <laughs> Anyone so. want to change their oh. mind after that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's up there. That is because we're. I mean, either of those KOs we're probably not going to see again. But we're we're really you're never going to see the Boston crap. That's never happening <laughs> again. Like, there's no chance that's nobody's getting caught in that. <laughs> uh, just to be like a tiny bit hipster myself, I got three here from Russia. If y'all want to hear them, oh my god! <laughs> All right, let's, let's go. Let's get the Russians some shit. Uh, no, this one's a Brazilian. Uh, remember Diego Brandao? Yeah. Oh yeah, he did. He, a, he, helicopter, yeah. he helicopter armbarred um, um, Murad Machayev at Fight Night Global Fifty Eight, and it was beautiful. Um, we have a twister. Someone hit a twister this year. Um, yeah. Oscar oh. <clears throat> hit it on Anthony Leon. And wasn't Leon in Bellator? He was. No, he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> that tends to happen to guys like that. <laughs> and then um, and last one from Russia, Ali Bagov hit what I'm going to call a reverse triangle or like a reverse go-go plata. <laughs> On Bubba Jenkins. Oh man, Bubba. CB fifty eight as well. So. 
poor, poor this Bubba. This was low-key like a really bizarre year for subs. Like, John Fish hit a bulldog choke. Um, who was the other one? Oh, Olenek hitting the reverse Ezekiel choke. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that why he was standing up? What? Didn't somebody get, like, rear naked choked, but they were still standing on their feet? Oh, it was a bulldog choke. Yeah, 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 that, yeah. That John was... Fitch. Oh, man. Yeah, there were a lot of good, good subs this year. I didn't even remember, like, half of those. Oh, man. I, I got... That Boston Crab. That's... <laughs> oh, that is legendary. Um, <laughs> all right, uh, continuing down... Uh, oh, we're not too far from the fun ones. Uh, all right, so we got comeback of the year. Uh, and I meant this as, like, comeback. I should have specified, but meant comeback as, you know, as in, like, guy was losing and then he came back and pulled it off. Um, I only had two fights that even came to mind. Uh, my runner-up was Uriah Hall and Christoph Jocko, uh, in which Uriah Hall got abused really bad <clears throat> in that first round and found second life. And the second round, it ended up getting the KO. But this has to go to Darren Elkins. Yeah. And yep. Like, this this has to go to that. Like, if anybody didn't watch this fight, <clears throat> Darren was getting... When I say he was getting beat, like, he he was getting beat on in this fight. Like, it was bad. It was really, like, really bad. two ten eights bad. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, there was no possible way he was going to win this fight. And dude, just out of nowhere, like, he, I think he had uh, Bechtick up against the cage. He landed some shots that I guess were a lot harder than what I thought they were. And Bechtick got up and it was wobbly, and then he dropped them, and that was it. And that's one of the craziest moments I've, I've ever seen, like, ever. That's the moment that that's just it. sold me on Darren Elkins forever. <laughs> dude, dude, dude's game. I'm not going to lie, I used to make fun of him once upon a time. I mean, have you seen this tattoo? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I I I used to rag on him, uh, oh. but yeah, that 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 was that was insane. That was just pure insanity. Uh, so I guess he he sweeps <clears throat> all all of us. At number one, yeah. Um, just to throw him out there, just because um, he was on that same card. Yuri Alcantara hitting the, uh, what was it, the knee bar on Luke Sanders? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Luke was, oh, yeah. Luke did was winning 99.9% of that fight up until that. <laughs> like, with the most telegraphed knee bar of all time. I remember actually, um, I was talking about that fight with the anti-cool like the day before. I was like, dude, I'm telling you right now, Darren Elkins is going to upset Mursad Bektik. And it happened. Do you remember that? Vaguely. Because <laughs> <laughs> Cynthia was on the same card. And I was like, dude, Team Alpha Male going 2-0 tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude, they had, he needed a parade after that. <laughs> like. <laughs> he should have got some kind of that. That was just that was wild. That was crazy. That was that was yeah. You won't see a comeback like that again <laughs> for a long time. Um. Uh. Next on the list, which I'm gonna have to wing this one because I did not <laughs> write an answer for this down. 
Um, best promotion, and you cannot say the UFC. But I want to say this anyway. Had I not even put that disclaimer, I wouldn't have picked the UFC anyway. Just based <laughs> off of pure shenanigans and <laughs> and just the amount of foolery that has been going on in the UFC. I couldn't have picked them anyway. Um, I'll let y'all go first because I, I, I need to figure out my answer real quick. <laughs> uh, I guess I'm just going to take the easy way out and I'm going to say Bellator. They signed. And Gegard Mufasi, Lorenz Larkin, Michael McDonald, Valerie Letourneau, Ryan Bader, Big Country. Signing guys that have, like, name value but aren't bringing in the ratings. But they're making a conscious effort, you know, to build up the roster. And, you know, they're making... I feel like they're making a good push for these young guys. Like, AJ McKee, James Gallagher, and Baby Slice. They were, like, all undefeated this year. Then you have the Fab Five wrestlers. Uh, who is it? Pico, Ed Ruth, Joey Davis, Tyrell Fortune, Jared Trice. All of them went undefeated except Pico, who lost his debut. Now, I like I like what Bellator is doing with these young guys. I think I meant to mention Fortune <clears throat> has another fight. I meant to write it down, but oh, yeah, he yeah. does have another fight coming. Yeah, up. yeah, yeah. He's fighting in like February, March or something. Mm. Yeah, I'm at it. I like that too. Like for. They're, as much as we poke fun at Bellator, they they have been doing like a, a conscious effort to. That if it wasn't for this heavyweight tournament, <laughs> <laughs> I would say that I feel like they're not getting away from the freak fights, but like they're doing better at showcasing like their legit talent. But then this heavyweight tournament comes up, and I'm like, eh, I don't know about that. I, I, I think but... <laughs> in their minds, one of these dudes is going to drop out, and they're going to be able to put in Tyrell Fortune or something. <laughs> oh, Jack Swagger, you mean? Oh, my bad, my bad. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot the biggest signing of the year, Jack Swagger. <laughs> um, I'm, not, I'm not mad at that, yeah, though. I, but Bell- like Bellator's Bellator Bellator had a pretty solid year. Before they hit... Like, the regional scene, you know? Like, yeah. Because once they hit the regional scene, like, there's going to be... There's not going to be a bidding war because UFC has more money, you know? But they're countering that by grabbing them before they even hit the regional scene, you know? <clears throat> Which I like. All right. Um, that's actually a really solid pick. Like, I wasn't thinking Bellator because, quite honestly, the... Well, their developmental stuff has been good. Like, they've been doing, like, a solid job with, like, the lightweights. Um, <clears throat> what's his name? Just, like, Emmanuel Sanchez finally breaks through at featherweight. Darian Caldwell finally comes into his own at bantamweight. Like, they, like the developmental guys that they've had, like, cooking, they're doing a good job with them. But, like, at the top end, <clears throat> not enough title fights for me. Like, they're keeping guys on the sideline a little too long. Unless it was Sakara just fought for a title. Like, <laughs> that like but like I, I do like a lot of the moves they're making. You're right about that. Like I didn't think about that. Um for me, it's it, it's between like three promotions. <laughs> and um I don't know, uh KSW which had their freakishly like they had the biggest car of the year. With the Coliseum show that drew like fifty-seven thousand people in to go watch a fight at the um, what is this, the Stadion PGE in um, Warsaw, Poland. 
like they had that uh, the their little super fight between <clears throat> Kaladov and their welterweight champion Monkowski. Um, Puds fought on it. Like, like they, they've had a good year ratings wise, and like freak show slash not freak show wise, I guess. Like, KSW's been putting on solid, fun cards this year. Um, and they've had, and they've had, like, legitimate talent fighting on them as well as, like, your Puzanowskis. Um, but you have, um, ACB, which every freaking card is just, like, a, a, a dance of violence. Where, like, uh, Russian dudes are literally, like, trying to kill one another so that they can get a sponsor. Um, Because that's basically how MMA in Russia works. Someone likes you and they just decide to throw, like, Porsches at you or something. Um, (laughs) Like, they had the rematch between Peter Yan and um, Magomed Magomedov, which was amazing. Not as good as the first fight, but literally nothing could have been. So... Um, so ACB's up there, and then you have Ryzen, <clears throat> who has just been, like, it's not even just nostalgia, it's just, like, fun times. It, like, every Ryzen card is just fun. It's not, like, a task to sit through. Um, so, you know, um, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to go with Ryzen, with ACB as a close number two. Um... Just because I have so much fun watching Ryzen cards and from like, dude, like at their most recent event, the owner of the freaking company came out in a freaking diaper, a sumo diaper, <laughs> and was banging on a drum. Take that, Dana. Yeah. You'll see Dana coming out here promoting fights with diapers. <laughs> Not that I would want to say he would look frightening in a sumo outfit. Uh-huh, that ball he's got. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not mad at that. That's, I. All right. Now that I've had a little, like, all of three minutes to think, to think of my answer, um, I would have went with Ryzen. The only reason I can't go is because I, I don't get to catch most of their cards because they happen at like three in the morning when I'm sleeping. So I, I just found this out. Um, if you actually buy the card on Fight TV. You have replays for life. <clears throat> oh man! But they're like they're like twenty dollars each. I mean, yeah. I wish my promo code would have worked. Ah, God, me too. Because <laughs> I wouldn't have paid. <laughs> oh man, they got you guys twenty dollars in a hole now. <laughs> well, they also give you like th- uh, like three dollars for liking them on Facebook and liking them on Twitter or following them on Twitter. So. <laughs> So that's like six what? bucks right off oh. the bat. So it's like down to fourteen. Oh man, I'm about to. All right, I'm about to. I can do that. <laughs> yeah, I should check and see if they use my credit. Because they might have just billed me for twenty bucks and been like, "No, you didn't have enough credit." Oh man. Um, yeah, my my promotion of the year it would have been rising, but um, I'm actually all right. This is gonna be a super hipster amp stuff. I'm gonna go with LFA. I knew someone was going to pick year. that shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, LFA since January has put on like 30 cards or something. <laughs> like, it's so much volume 
of just... I don't get how they pull off these many shows in such a short well, time. Well, they have both RFA like, and... Um, was it Legacy's, like, roster or Yeah. It's, just, it's so much. And not, not even just sheer volume. Like, the cards, for the most part... There, there haven't been a few... I don't say dud cards, but dud fights I saw this year. But, like... I like what they do, kind of like with Bellator with, like, young talent. I think they're really good at scouting young talent. And it's been proven that a lot of these guys go to other organizations. And I'm not going to say they become, like, world beaters or champs. But between, you know, Legacy, I mean, when back when it was just RFA and uh, whatever. I forgot what the other one was called before they merged. But, like, yeah, they send a lot of fighters to higher promotions and most of them at least turn out halfway decent to some being really good like notable dudes like almeida came from a uh, legacy uh i guess most recent guy i can think of uh, eric anders who's <clears throat> about to fight uh machida he came from legacy um, valentina shevchenko yeah shevchenko was calvillo i can't remember was calvillo no i don't think so somebody else um <clears throat> but then they have their own um Holly, like aside Holly from home huh? um oh she fought the first lfa card i was gonna say i'm pretty hmm. yeah i thought she all right so she might not have like made a name but she fought under <laughs> the, the point is they they also do a great good with young talent and when their young talent gets sent up to like another um like promotion they tend to do really well and then they also have like andrea kgb lee she uh did she get signed too? Or she no, she got signed. There? She got signed. She got signed. Yeah, so <clears throat> she's out there. I'm pretty sure she'll do pretty well wherever she goes. So like, it's a good organization to watch if you kind of want to see like the next wave of talent. Like this is an organization I think that like helps groom those kind of guys. I think whoever they're they had a vacant middleweight belt. I cannot remember the gentleman's name, but. Um, he just got signed to the UFC. I'm not sure when his debut is, but yeah, like just really good volume of cards, good entertainment, and then like just a lot of the prospects end up going somewhere and becoming somebody. So it's, it's a good organization to watch if you want to get like a heads up on you who's know, next people who will yeah to see who's next. So I'm I'm gonna go with and LFA. they got three cards coming up in January if you're gonna start following them. <laughs> right, <laughs> like, like, and they're get, not to promo. We don't have sponsors on this podcast. Nobody will pay me to do this, but I, I don't have cable. But I, I use Sling TV for my TV needs because I only watch like four channels. So I have Access TV, and you can watch the replays of like all of the fights that happen on Access. So you get like LFA, uh, CES, MMA, and the, uh, line fights, all that good stuff. So like, if you have uh, Sling TV. Just just type in, uh, go to the Axis uh, TV channel. You can go back and watch all of the cards, and there, there are plenty of them to choose from. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with, uh, with Legacy. And I think that kind of rounds out the more serious uh, awards. So, time to get to the fun ones. It, well, we get? well, it wasn't winning, but um, Upside of the Year. Ah, yeah, I forgot this one, too. I mean, we're all, I think we're all going to pick the same one, right? Um, Rose? Doug Rose. 
Yeah, I can't really think. Of, I'm trying to think of what would even be a runner-up. The thing is, like, up until Thug Rose beat, like, um, Yoane and Jacek, this year has been, like, very samey, I guess. Like, there hasn't been a lot of shake-up. So. Yeah, I, I, I probably would have to go with Thug Rose, because I can't... I'm trying to even think of a runner-up off the top of my head. Um... Yeah, because Holloway and Aldo, that wasn't really an upset for me. Um, what? Yeah, huh? uh, yeah. I think Doug Rose what? probably runs away with that one. What? Um, <coughs> so I guess, uh, I'm pretty sure Stogie got the same. I got, can't think of another one. Yeah, I got Rose. Nope. What What were the odds about Rose. again? Like, I want to say she was like, Plus five hundred or something crazy like that. I feel like <laughs> it should have been like so much more than it was. I don't think it was the odd. I think yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Well, yeah, plus five hundred on heavy underdog on topology. Mm-hmm. Mm. And not only was it an upset, like she won in like emphatic fashion. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go with Thug Rose. I think she, she gets a clean sweep on that one. Um, all right, this next <laughs> next category, um, disappointment of the year. Um, oh man, I got a. I've got three. Um, one, one we we just went over really. Um, it it just made the list. Uh, Carlos Condit really hurt my heart. That that fight really <laughs> made me feel some kind of way. So uh, I'm not gonna dwell on it, but that 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 was on my list. Um, this next one, uh, Bendo's Bellator run, which he only fought once in 2017, but it was bad. Tw- yeah, 2017 has just kind of been a continued, just kind of like downfall, man. Like he just he's just not that same guy anymore, and it's it's been really hard <laughs> to, to watch. Um, yeah, there's the end of like the WEC lightweights, yeah, man. All those guys from that, like, that <clears throat> era that we, we used to watch back then, yeah, a lot of them were. I don't say they're on their way out, but they're they're on like their downslides. There's, yeah, man. Watching Bendo as of late has been really hard. Um, but my biggest disappointment of the year, uh, by far and large, I didn't have to think about this. Uh, UFC Fight Night, we're doomed versus Tybora. Um, I stayed up and watched this card. Uh, this was the longest card in UFC history that ran three hours and four minutes of cage time. This includes ten fights that went the distance. <coughs> and these ten fights were not entertaining. Minus like two of them. Um, the Camacho fight was cool. There's one other fight I'm forgetting that I think was yeah. also a problem. Hello. Hello. Huh? Hello. Oh, okay. <clears throat> nope, I can't hear my- you went in and out. Oh, uh, my turn? Or yep. I can't. I lost, con- I lost yeah. for a little bit. Oh. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you can go. So my, yeah, my disappointment of the year is, is that card. <clears throat> Uh, my disappointment of the year was a fight that never happened, and that was Tony Ferguson versus Khabib. Like, 
That fight had so much hype going into it. Like, uh, there was just so, so much hype. And I was just so heartbroken when Khabib couldn't. Oh, uh, when he all died or whatever. And when the tiramisu almost got him. Well, it did get him. I can't and, think of. There's like maybe one or two fights in the UFC I want to see more than that. And. And that's only barely. Like, that's such a great <laughs> fight. And, like, even if they fight in 2018, I feel like it's not going to be the same. Like, I don't think they're going to be able to build it up like they did the first time. All right, yeah, that, that's my disappointment of the year. God, those are good ones. Um, Like, I had so many that, like, I had I thought about them and, like, Part of being disappointed is being surprised, at least for me. So, like, I was going to say, um, Dana continually bashing his champions and contenders. But that's not really a surprise at this point. Um, I was going to say, Connor not fighting, but I kind of guessed at the beginning of 27, uh, 2017 he was going to fight this year. Um, like, I... I, I, I I'm I'm really struggling to come up with one. <clears throat> uh, disappointment of the year. Uh, Bellator let, not taking over at the number one promotion. <laughs> <laughs> um, nah. nah dis- <laughs> disappointment here. Um, I, I I really can't. You know what? I'm going to go with um, Ioane and Jacek. Not that she lost, but the the entire build-up to the Rose Namajunas fight. That was just incredibly disappointing. Well, she uh, she, she paid for that yeah. one. <laughs> I don't think we'll be seeing that no more. Like, questioning her mental toughness after all the things that, like, Publicly, Rose Namajunas has talked about, like, like how she was abused as a child and everything. Like, it just, it, it's terrible. It was terrible. So, yeah, uh, I can't disagree with any of those. Um, I can't say I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but. There weren't a lot of things I could say I was disappointed in, but then at the same time, when the UFC does stuff, and this this list, I made this category strictly for the UFC, because nobody else is really pissing me off as much as they, as much as they were. So, oh, I just kind of don't get surprised when they do shenanigans, but I didn't need that three-hour card in my life. Yeah. I'm really mad that I stayed up and watched that. Um, it's such an inconsequential uh, card, like... The only way the only way that card could have been saved is if Marcin Tabora somehow beat for doom. Right, because there was nothing to there was nothing to pull from from that card. Like after it was over, it was like there were no new storylines, nobody emerged. There was nothing. It was it was just nothing. It was three hours. Like of the nothing. most that came <laughs> out of that card is um, Paige Van Zant has an opponent now. Right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that that was those uh disappointments of the year. Um, next category, 2018 wish list. 
Um, I wish I would have spent a little more time thinking of this, because I know I'm missing something, because I wish this isn't really that long. Um, my, my first thing, uh, wish list in 2018, either McGregor fights or he just leaves. I, I need one of the two to happen. Like, <laughs> and by fight, not in boxing, not in some other sport, like, he either defends the belt or he's got to get out of here. Like, one, one of those two has to happen. The realist in me knows it probably won't, but, you know, it, it's a wish list, so that's, that's what I'm hoping for. Um, uh oh, did we lose somebody? I think that's Stokes. Uh oh. Stokes is gone. We got to get Stokes back. <laughs> but, um, I'll try to add her back uh, to the call. But, uh, my runner up for disappoint I mean, not disappointment, for a wish list. Um, actually, no, I can't say runner up. Uh, my other wishlist item, uh, I want to see some more Ryzen tournaments. Or just more Ryzen in general. Like, I like what they're doing over there. Every card seems to be just wildly entertaining. A mix of young talent. We're getting old vets. It just, it's just fun. Like, I feel like I can watch Ryzen and I'm not thinking about, like, rankings or, you know... I'm not, I'm just watching and just, I'm just being entertained. So I just want more entertainment. <clears throat> I just want to see more from, uh, I just want to see more rising. So I feel like I'm missing something on my wish list. Like there's a fight that I want to see that I cannot, you know what? I know <clears throat> I've said I don't care to see this fight anymore, but I don't know. I'll throw it on the wish list. Uh, let's, let's, let's do the Pettis and, and all the fights. <laughs> Like, <laughs> listen, I I know the hype that it it had way back when is, is definitely gone now, um, but I don't know. At this point in both of their careers, they're both you know kind of on downslides. Let, let's just let's let's just do it. Let's just let's just do it. I'm I'm not mad at it. I'll I'll throw that on my wish list. Um, yeah, I think that I know I'm I know I'm missing something else, but um. Yeah, I, I guess that's my wishes. I, I can't really can't really think of anything else. No. I missed um, like five minutes of that conversation. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Quick recap, I was gonna say my uh basically my wish list was McGregor either defends or leaves. One one of the two. I don't care which one. Yeah. But one of them has to happen. And the other one was I just wanna see more rising. Uh especially like the tournaments they do, because these tournaments uh, I feel like it's a good idea if they've been working, and rising cards are just mad fun. So I just want more rising in 2018, <laughs> and then uh, and then the last one I mentioned. Gotcha. Uh, <coughs> yeah, I'm the same way. I either want to see Connor stripped or defend the belt, and I would like to see my boy Cody Garbrandt get his rematch with TJ by the end of. 2018. <clears throat> I feel like that one will probably happen. Um, I'm trying to think. Like, yeah, like, number one, the log jams <clears throat> that have consumed, like, middleweight and lightweight, just, like, get cleared up. Let's just get this shit moving again. Like, it's gonna, it's already started at middleweight. Like Connor, 
shit or get off the pot. Like, um, that's that like, that. That's number one. Uh, number two, <laughs> Dillashaw versus um, Demetrius Johnson. Like, if I if I can't have at one thirty five, I'll take at one twenty five or one thirty or whatever. Just I want to see that fight. Um, I would I would say um, Stipe versus Francis, but we're already getting that. So, um, what else would I like to see? Just sign like twenty light heavyweights already. <laughs> I don't care if they're good. I don't care if they all like if some of them I've never fought before. Just sign like twenty guys. Like just get like put bodies in this division. Damn it. Yeah. Oh, actually, you know what? I just thought of two more real quick. Um, oh, or did you have more? Uh, just a couple. So, right, uh, sign more. more 145ers for the women's featherweight division, or like, and bantamweight, or or just you know, do something, get some new. Fr- uh, faces in there. Um, also, stop shitting on your champions, Dana. That, that's basically all I got. Um, my other two that I forgot. Uh, 2018 wish list. Uh, I would like to see Michael Bisping retire with a W. <laughs> I, I don't want his last fight, whoever it may be against, uh, for him to get flatlined like he did against Gastelum. Uh, so if he can leave with a W, uh, I'd appreciate that. Um, and other one, um, if, if Minikov could find his way into the UFC, that would be <laughs> awesome. <laughs> like, this dude is clearly one of the best heavyweights not in the UFC. And I don't, I still don't really know what's up with his whole contract situation, but if he could find himself, uh, in the UFC, that, that would be really great, um. He's only getting older, which I don't know. In heavyweight, it, I feel like it doesn't mean much. He's still really talented, but like I, I want to see what he can do against like the best of the best. Like clearly, he's been handling business, but I, I want to see him against the elite and how he would, you know, how he would hang with some top guys. I mean, Volkov is out here getting W, so I don't doubt that Minikov can can go on a little run. I mean, yeah, everybody's uh, old, right? <laughs> so. Yeah, those would be my my other two uh, <laughs> wish lists. And the uh, last I, I, category, I got. Oh, oh go I got to add one to mine. Uh, right. Lomachenko versus um, what's his name? Mikey Garcia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I want to see that in 2018. <clears throat> By the end of 2018. Well, you know, if we're gonna add boxing, I want to see Errol Spence versus the top welterweights on the planet. Like. <clears throat> Get that man, Keith Thurman. Get that man, um, Sean Porter. Get him, Danny Garcia. Get him, Terrence Crawford. Just get him some legit high-level competition. He's young. Stop keeping him on the sidelines for so damn long. Oh, actually, since we bought up boxing. Um, <laughs> well, so you, you said this earlier. Uh, well, really, it doesn't have to be Wilder versus Joshua. But just give me Wilder versus somebody who will fight back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, 
if that's Joshua, great. Just anybody. Just what's the fun in that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Give, give me Wilder versus somebody who will punch this man back. Um, but I guess Joshua. That that, that is a fight, though. I do want to see. I, I would like to see um, see those two. But I, I'll just at this point, I'll take Wilder versus anybody who's slightly competent and will throw a punch <laughs> back if they're hit. <laughs> um, last category we got. Uh, uh, did this the don't do that award. So this will be uh, for something in 2018. That needs to cease and desist immediately, and that we should not do um, or support anymore. Um, I wrote down two, but now that I'm thinking of it, I actually have three. Um, so bold, emphatic number one on my list. Um, 2018, um, we need to not do interim title titles <laughs> anymore. Like we need to. <laughs> the interim titles are no longer being used for what they should be should be used for. Like, all right, if your champ is injured, he's going to be out for a long time, and you need to keep the division moving. All right, cool. But that is not how they're being used anymore. We're throwing interim titles out like Oprah was giving away cars. <clears throat> like, stop. We can't. Don't do those anymore. No more interim titles. A, a close number two, and this was almost number one. I do not want to see BJ Penn in 2018. <laughs> Tough. Do, <laughs> do not book this man any fights. It, it, the only way I want to see him is if he's in somebody's corner or if he's like an analyst. I don't even know if I want to see that, but do do not book BJ Penn any more fights in 2018. Don't do it. Just just don't do it. Um, I disagree with that. We need, we need BJ versus Diego. Come on. No. <laughs> B, BJ has sacrificed enough to the, to, to, to the gods that... His well is is dried up, man. We I'd like don't... to add something to my 2018 wish list. I, I want more BJ fights. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny when I was at the fight party, I don't even remember how BJ Penn's name. Oh no, we bought up BJ Penn's name because we were somehow talking about Dennis Seaver, and then we thought of that fight. It was like like when BJ got fed to Yair. It was like, who thought that was a good idea? Like, that that was so oh, wrong. Let's, like, <laughs> let's make this man popular by having him beat up this other decrepit, beloved old man <laughs> who we all know should not be fighting. <laughs> that fight just did not need to happen. Um, so, yeah, no, no, don't, no, no more BJ Penn in 2018. And um, my last Don't Do That Award, which I know won't happen, um... I don't even know how to phrase this. Can can Dana just like take a back seat in 2018? Just <laughs> just stop talking. Just like I don't want to hear any fight announcements from you because I can't believe them. And just just stop. Just just don't anymore. Like I, everything Dana says, you have to take with a grain of salt because it probably isn't true, or it's grossly over exaggerated, <clears throat> or I I don't know, man. And take the cape off of Connor, like. Take the cape off, man. Like, come on, man. Like the whole defending belt shenanigans. Like, come, come on, dude. Like, you, you gotta chill <clears throat> out in 2018. Like, you, you gotta, you gotta stop. You're, you're doing too much. Um. So yeah, those, those are my three. Um. <clears throat> um. To the sentiment of Sensei. 
I don't want to see any more interim belts. I don't want to see any more stalling of the divisions. I don't want to see Connor assaulting people in public. And I don't want to see dudes getting title shots that aren't going to defend the belt. Don't do that for all of those. Uh, um, real, uh, let's see. Number one, um, crap, I just had it. Uh, number one, um, fighters, can we please stop dropping the F bomb? Like, can we chill for like a month at least? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> I thought you were gonna say stop saying fuck. I was like, oh, my bad. <laughs> Oh, no, 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 like, the fighters, because, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. we had, like, what, three, four, five different dudes in the past, like, two months just throwing out homophobic slurs, like, like candy. Um, so, you know, number one. Uh, number two, Dana, just stop talking. Like, you get paid, like, 9% of whatever each card makes. Just sit back and count your money. Um, at number three, fans, stop being so shitty. <laughs> like, I haven't posted on like Sure Dog in years, or even gone there in years. But Joey linked me to um a thread on there that uh that that involved a lot of fighter bashing. For one, Justin Gaethje after his fight with Eddie Alvarez, and it it was um, I don't know, not even disheartening because like I kind of expected it, but like it is kind of just, just disgusting. So that's all I got. How does one hate Justin Gaethje? Be- because you don't. <clears throat> mo- yeah, if you hate Justin, you Gaethje, hate you hate yourself. You gotta. Right, <laughs> like, something's something's wrong with you. Justin Gates is um, a prophetic man of violence. Right, like, yeah, I, I don't know. People are people are strange. What terrible? <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, those are pretty much uh, all the categories. I guess you guys got uh, take any one that we might, I might have missed that we didn't cover. Um. Um, no. Mm. Yeah, I get it. I, I will say, PBC <clears throat> does a horrible job of promoting Deontay Wilder. Because <laughs> I just thought about it, and, like, Joshua was throwing shots at Wilder because, like, Wilder's an undefeated champion with, like, a 97% knockout ratio. And he's, like, bombing on Fox. Like, dude should be drawing in, like, 5 million people every time he fights. Al Heyman, you suck ass. <laughs> like, literally just, like, I don't know what the fuck they're doing, but how is Deontay Wilder not a household, na- household name? That's why he needs to fight Anthony Joshua. <laughs> and- or somebody who will fight back. Well, like, I don't even think it's, like, you can like even put it on that because like people still tune up for the can crushing. Yeah, that is true. 
So he, he's stomping cans in the empty alley and nobody's watching. <laughs> like, Alabama's I mean, the only place that cares about him. <laughs> right? <clears throat> I, I'd like to hope in next year he'll, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I didn't know he wasn't, like, that popular. I kind of assumed he was, I didn't see he was, like, that guy, but. Like, he started off yeah. hot. Like, his big title fight on Showtime, um, the first time, like, it popped a big number, but ever since then, it's, like, just been a steady decline. Hmm. Maybe it is the cab drivers. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. E- either way, I think he'll, uh, He'll, he'll pop up in, in 2018. We'll, we'll see him hopefully not fighting another can. You know but, he will. <laughs> yeah. He'll, he'll at least start off the year fighting a can. Maybe he'll end the year with a real fight, but um, and we'll, we'll, we'll see. Any um, predictions on changing of the belts in 2018? <clears throat> um, uh, I, I guess we'll start off 2018. I'm going to say Nganu... Probably takes that from Stipe. Yeah. Um, if only because of tradition. Um, Whitaker will definitely... Um, hold on, is he official champ now? I forgot how that whole thing went. Because DS- DSP vacated, yeah. right? So that would make yeah. Whitaker... Yeah. Well, Whitaker's going to hold that belt for at least two to three defenses. I wonder how his... What are his knees are going? What what do you have surgery on? It was his knee. Yeah. Hopefully he's the same. Yeah. Um. February seems kind of I don't think Hollow. Like I don't know. I don't know if anybody else. I'll, you know what? I don't think Mighty Mouse will be champ anymore. Not because he'll lose, but I, I think eventually he's gonna have to go up. <clears throat> like. Like, there's nobody else that at one. Like, I, I almost kind of don't care about the Suhudo rematch anymore. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. I'll, I'll say by by the end of 2018, he'll he'll be a 135er, or it'll at least be official <clears throat> that he's going to 135. So I think he'll his reign at 125 will be over. Um, who knows what'll happen at lightweight? Uh, as long as Holloway's a 45er, I, I actually you know what. I'm gonna say before 2018, my homie is is gonna be the 145 champ somehow, um, and I'm forgetting my homie's name <laughs> who just got the <laughs> who, just, who got the guillotine over Cup. Ortega. Sport. Oh, Ortega. Oh. Yeah. By the end of 2018, Ortega is gonna hold that strap. Wow. That's 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 gonna be that's gonna be my bold step out there. Uh, he, he's gonna hold that strap before the end. I'm gonna year. go. I'm gonna go with you, like Stipe, heavyweight. And then, I, I don't care who Conor fights, he's going to lose his next fight. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, take that and, um, I don't know. Maybe maybe TJ or Woodley end up dropping the strap, but <clears throat> those, those, I'm going to stick with those first two as my definites. I'm going to say... Cody reclaims the title, whether it be TJ or Mighty Mouse. Uh, I'm going to say Darren Till is going to be the 170 champion by the New Year's card. Or at the New Year's card. 
That's my other prediction. And I actually believe Stipe will retain the title. So, have that. Would it be? I'm not bad at that. I could actually see Till. I, I can see Till at least. Yeah, he'll he'll at least be in the title fight by the end of this year. Um, I have another bold prediction, but I don't even know if I can say this with a straight face <laughs> and that I believe in it. <laughs> I want to believe in it, but I don't know if I can believe in this. But I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna put myself out there on a limb. I'm gonna say Douglas Lima is gonna beat Roy McDonald uh, on January 20th because I'm really looking forward to Ooh. that fight. I'm gonna say Lima somehow wins this fight. Um, I, I I don't know if I believe that, but because <laughs> <laughs> I think it's gonna be a great fight either way. Has Has Lima fought a wrestler since like um, Ben Askren? <laughs> uh, I mean, if I don't know if you really because you, you can't count um Horskoff. I mean, he wrestles, but he's not a wrestler. Quote nah. <clears throat> Cause so, my yeah, own, he hasn't yeah, really. Yeah, because my only thing would be, like, takedown defense. That That's why I was saying I don't know if I believe it. Because, like, on the feet, yeah, he can hang. But if Roy gets him down, yeah, it might be, it might be a long night. <clears throat> but I'll, I'll, I'll be bold and I'll, I'll throw myself out there for that one. I'm going to say Lima. Lima defends his strap and solidifies <clears throat> himself as a legit top 10 welterweight in the world if he isn't already. But, if he beats Rory, he's number uh, he's top five. Top five. Yeah, right. Top five. So, those, those, those would be my predictions. Um, yeah, I guess that's about the end of the show. Um, oh, wait, one more. Yeah, I predicted this. Oh. Brent Primus won't be the lightweight champion anymore. <laughs> 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 or, may, or maybe oh. the lightweight champion just doesn't book him for a year. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, shout out to Brent Brown. Oh man, why don't we why don't we make fun of him every episode? Oh. Brett, it's not personal. <laughs> oh, Stokes, did I ever tell you about? Did you ever tell you that story about my friend who got in an argument with him? No. So, <laughs> uh, my homeboy, right after uh, Brent won that fight against Chandler, um, I got a friend who used to train, and like he's like, real into the fight community, he knows fighters and everything, and he just so happened to get in a status that uh, Primus had commented on, so them two went, <laughs> those two went back and forth about him, my friend was saying about, how, you know, that win was a fluke, and they got into this whole back and forth, and then Promise even, like, invited him out to come train, and all this, and, yeah, so that, that happened. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, shout out to Brent Promise. We, we we poke fun at him, but dude's built like Captain America. I don't want those problems. So. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious. Um, <laughs> also, so yes. Uh, okay. Twenty eighteen. Uh, I'm gonna fly out to the East Coast and go to a UFC event with you guys. That's another bold prediction for 2018. <laughs> Man, that's that's. I'm mad I missed the one that happened in Baltimore. Yeah. Literally 30 minutes away from me, <laughs> and I had to work. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't go. I tried to go to the ones in like the Bay Area, like San Jose and Sacramento, just because they're really close to me. So. 
I try to go to. Let's see. That would be dope if I can hit an MMA event this year. That that would be actually pretty awesome. I can. Um, I'll probably never be able to afford another MMA event again because they used to do them over here in Newark before it got legalized in New York. Ah. <laughs> uh. So like, I, I can't afford a thousand dollars to send the nosebleeds. So. Right. So I'm gonna have to come down your way. You can find affordable pricing. Dude. Uh, Dude, the, literally, it was like five hundred something dollars for like, this, basically the same seats at the Prudential Center where you could get them for like sixty. Oh my God! <laughs> we need we need struggle man prices. Me, me, oh. uh, <laughs> me and the homeboy, oh, what was it, uh, Jobber James on the um, Tumblr, we went to what was it, uh, NXT Brooklyn, like two, three years ago. It was thirty bucks. <laughs> Like they, whenever they go to MSG or like the Barclays, for whatever reason, they, the price just skyrockets. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what you pay for MSG. That's that's an experience. Dude, God you, damn. you pay you pay for the name. Dude, I got glory tickets for like forty bucks. It was in the theater at MSG. <laughs> Dude, I got my mom got sixty dollar tickets for the Barclays. For me to go see James DeGaulle versus um, Butte. Like, and I was literally, like, at that, I, I was in the mid-range area where, like, I'm not in the bleach, I'm not in the nosebleeds. I'm in the actual, like, I, I, I'm where the fighters are walking out, I'm right there. Like, I was close enough where I saw Floyd Mayweather's bodyguard get in a fight with one of the dudes in the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And those are we'll, we'll see. So what oh. I'm saying is, if you come out here, it's not going to be for a New York card. <laughs> we can go to a Barclays or something. We can go to Norfolk. Norfolk? <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! No, thank you. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. That 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 would be awesome. <laughs> We'll we'll see what happens in 2018. But uh, <laughs> live yeah, so live podcast of the Dojo Talk podcast. I oh, would definitely in, yeah. if we, if we studio, go, we're, we're, we're podcasting. Well, we're, right, we're podcasting in the crowd. <laughs> 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 we're doing it while it's happening in real time. <laughs> but, uh, coming up towards the end of the show, I knew this was gonna be a long episode. I predicted three hours, and we're at two hours and fifty eight seconds. <laughs> So, uh, even though we did all this, we'll still do parting shots and shout-outs. Um, uh, I guess, uh, well, hold up. Let me, me shout-outs to the homie Joey, because he did message <coughs> me back. Um, so I guess we're going to try to get him on the UFC 220 card with, uh, Nganu and Stipe. <coughs> so, uh, that should be a fun episode. Hopefully we can get Scared. We, we, we're going to get him over for that. We're going to try to get him over for that. I'm still um, mad. And then I'm we can share. I'm still mad that I don't know what the secret is. <laughs> oh, you, uh, I'm telling you, when you, when you, <laughs> when, you, when you hear this secret, it is, oh, uh, oh my God. It's, it's, it's it. We got to build hype. Oh my we got to build hype and anticipation. It's all, so, about, con- it's all about continuity. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, shout out to, shout out to Joey. Um, 
I guess, I guess once again we mentioned the name before, but uh, shout outs to Horiguchi over there in Ryzen, just killing it, man. Uh, like, oh, another dude who should be mentioned in Fighter of the Year because again he fought five times this year. Damn. Right, and he's been just flatlining people over there. Um, yeah, man. The UFC out. Yeah, y'all y'all dropped the ball letting him go, man. That that dude is awesome. Um, I don't know. Shout out to us. <clears throat> this podcast has been running for a year. Yeah. Now. Like, officially a year. So, we're out here. <laughs> um, <laughs> we survived the year. I didn't think I'd make it 20 episodes. <laughs> and we're, we're 64 episodes strong. You know so, who um, didn't have 63 podcast, uh, shows this year? Ariel Hawani. Who? <laughs> <laughs> Shots oh. fired at all y'all. Oh all you podcasters out there <laughs> who's cranking out content like this <laughs> consistently every week. Oh, we out man. here. I like Ariel. I like Ariel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, shout out to us. Year, year going strong. Um, I got plans for 2018. I'm gonna try to got some stuff up my sleeve. Uh, see if I can pull it off. But uh, yeah, man, it's been it's been a fun year. It's been an awesome year. I I can't really. It started off crappy, but it ended on a it ended on a pretty good note. These last like three to four months have, have treated me pretty good. So uh, yeah, those are pretty much my part in shots and shout outs. All right. Um. Yeah. So you want to go next? Uh, sure. Uh, shout out to you guys for letting me <clears throat> talk nonsense on this podcast. I really Admit. appreciate it. Right. That's what we do. <laughs> That's what we wish we got paid for. We don't yet, but we're working on it. <laughs> yeah. Nothing like having a place where we can talk about unsubstantiated opinions with no evidence to them at all. <laughs> <laughs> Um, targeting shot, fuck 2017, this year sucks. Um, Fair. Yeah. Hopefully 28. Get us back up and hopefully 18. Oh. Did you guys catch all that? I caught kind of feel like every third word. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's something like that. You guys, twenty eighteen, New Year, Dojo Talk podcast. Take a step up and gonna take a step up in twenty eighteen, and yeah, can't wait. <laughs> it's going down. Definitely. What? I said it's going down. We're de- we're definitely taking a step up. Well, <laughs> I got some I got some plans and things in the works. Uh, uh, I don't know about that far, but uh, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll take some baby steps for a podcast. <laughs> 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 Oh, so just side note, um, one of my favorite podcasts is a podcast called Cookies. It's a basketball podcast on Iceland, but they ended their relationship, so now they're doing it solo. So Iceland, they got a spot for us. 
for a podcast. There we go. <clears throat> Shane Smith, make it happen. <laughs> want my check. I want a cool sponsor, too. Shout out to Blue Apron. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. They sponsor literally every other podcast. <laughs> 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 why, why can't oh, why man. can't we ring in why can't we ring in the new year with me saying hey um <laughs> fucking uh did man, you this know blue apron brought to you by blue apron <laughs> blue apron has the biggest what was it uh crap the biggest uh community of homegrown chefs or some shit like that <laughs> My favorite thing about Blue Apron is my cousin used to work for them. And he was like, yeah, it was just like a bunch of felons. Just like, the, like they were people who literally had felonies to their, rec- like to their, um, to the prison records. And they were like, yeah, they would come in, they would pack the food while washing their hands. <laughs> <laughs> and, they, and like half of them would quit every day. So we had like, <laughs> I think we just lost that sponsorship. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the that bag just left the room. <laughs> the the opinions uh, brought to you by the anti cool are not associated <laughs> with the podcast. Yeah. I speak for myself. <laughs> oh man, hear yeah, that people wear blue apron. That chicken they gave you had oh, some. Uh, man. Has yeah, some feels and some paws yeah, on it. On it. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shout out to Blue Apron though. You know they're giving people a second chance at life. So we just yeah. gave you. A, we just so. gave you a free one, Blue Apron. Come on. Right. You, you definitely you should make them wash their hands. We should do like they did in Harmontown, where like their first like ten episodes, they just said like they were sponsored by people, and they just threatened to be. They just threatened. <clears throat> So they basically threatened Nike to advertise that they were sponsored by, like, ISIS or something. <laughs> They're like, Nike, sponsor us, or we'll tell everybody that you guys sponsor ISIS. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think that oh, would work. Man. Oh, my God. <clears throat> Find somebody to pick on. I want... <laughs> I want a Blue Apron sponsorship, and, um... Uh, the betting one, whatever the hell it's called. I've heard of that. One. You know who I hate? I hate <clears throat> Wayfair.com. I don't know if you guys know who they are. Who? Wayfair.com. Never heard of it. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I can't <clears throat> give away my bootleg sources. <laughs> but um, a certain website <laughs> that I frequent to watch MMA fights that shall remain unnamed. Um, these Wayfair ads are killing my soul. Um, I don't care about pendant lamps and this little chipper lady in the video who talks for seven minutes. And they don't let me skip that ad. It's always like five minutes long and I can't skip it. And she's talking about pendant lamps the entire time. So to that website, you know who you are. Cut it out. <laughs> for, for for 10% off, go to wayfair.com slash dojo. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Uh. Oh, I forgot anti cool. Did, did you get your? Uh, no. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> we just went on a long no. rant about nothing. <laughs> sorry, sorry about that. I... Um, what up? 
so <laughs> I'm gonna give I'm I'm gonna just since we have a little break between now and the next time we talk um, to the people, just a heads up. There, there's a there's not a whole ton of fights this week, but there is something called uh, Ganryojima. Oh man! Yeah. So, so basically, MMA rules depending on wh- like which promotion you fight for tend to favor somebody. So, like in M- in the UFC, you got the the five minute rounds and the cage and the octagon control, and that favors wrestlers. And in Pride, you had like the ten minute sprint rounds and the um, yellow cards and the ring and that favorite striker is in, you know, submission uh, grapples. Gan Ryojima favors traditional martial artists and sumo wrestlers. (laughs) You are literally fighting in a world combat league ring, which means it's just a giant circle. And on the outside, they have a mist machine that fills the circle outside the ring with like mist, so they have so basically, you are uh, there are no submissions. You have no fence or ring to walk back into. If you leave the mat three times, you lose. And the entire thing is just to force people to punch each other as many times as possible, and it's amazing. Like if you love MMA but you hate submission wrestling and grappling and like all that good shit, this is for you. Yeah, I've seen. I've been watching it at cards, but I've seen like clips. Yeah, it's 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 different. It's, it's wild. Savage. It's uh. Shasta Kakuno, <laughs> yeah. who has um re- resurrected his career, basically, by just murdering people at this. <clears throat> I guess it really is. It, it really is just for um. But not just for, but it really is designed to help. Like, if you are a knockdown karate fighter, this is for you. Um, and there's going to be a Garajima Nine this Wednesday, but it will be available on the Fight TV app on Sunday, January seventh. So tune in for that. Um, shouts out to Clarissa Shields. She'll be defending her new, uh, was it WBC and IBF <coughs> Super Middleweight titles. On January 12th against Tori Nelson. Same card that uh, Christine, Christina Hammer is going to make her U.S. debut. And last but not least, shout out to Serial Sensei, who somehow managed to, uh, to, to, to get out, like, what, 64 episodes in a year? <laughs> good, good, uh, good. Podcaster of the year. Of the year. <laughs> good, good, good. Like, this part is the easy part. Like, where I like I, I get to come up here and just like speak random shit for two hours at a time, but you you have to put in the hard work. Mm-hmm. You have to you edit these things. You or like for your other ones, you have to organize guests and everything. You listen to all the music and everything like that. So just shouts to you. Yeah. Piece of podcast <clears throat> wisdom to anybody out there to save yourself time on editing. Give yourself preset templates. <laughs> I promise you they help. <laughs> they help so much. <laughs> Make a preset template file right now. I'm telling you, it'll save you so much time. So much time. <clears throat> but appreciate that. 
I didn't realize like how much content we've really put out. <laughs> so that's all the reason you should share this with a friend. Because whatever your favorite podcast is, they probably take breaks and fall off and, you know, they're lazy. We're working over here, you know. Episodes are out, like, every week. And, yeah, it's awesome every week. So, <laughs> listen, share with a friend, all that good stuff. Um, yeah. I'll send more mail. Right. <laughs> I guess before we get out of here... Uh, Speaking of, yeah, if you want to send questions, you want to send mail, you're angry, you want to voice your opinion, or if you're Brent Primus and you're tired of us making fun of you every show, (laughs) (laughs) you can hit us up, dojotalkpodcast at yahoo.com. I I like to imagine Um, Brent Primus is actually our our, our, (laughs) biggest fan. I'm going to message Brent, Brent Primus on Instagram right now to get him on the podcast. <laughs> oh Lord! He's gonna listen to this episode. <laughs> Brent, I don't want that smoke. <laughs> you can yell at me online, but we can't fight. It's not fair. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if you got emails, you can send them to Dojo Talk Podcast at yahoo dot com. You can listen to the podcast uh, on YouTube, SoundCloud, Google Play, and iTunes. If you're on iTunes, please rate and subscribe on iTunes. Share with a friend. It's 2018. Plenty more content's coming. Uh, like you said, we'll have a mini break between now and the next fight. Um, I just did my uh, favorite 20 albums of 2017. So if you haven't checked that out, you can listen to that. Um, I finally stopped being a dinosaur and joined Spotify. So I'll probably be doing a lot more album reviews because I've just been listening to like a ton of music. Um so yeah, there'll be a lot more content this year. Um, hint to hint, I'm going to try to get a website going. We'll, we'll see how that turns out. Don't hold me to it, but I'm going to try. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a great year. The Dojo, pod, ah, the Dojo Talk Podcast will keep rolling. More content, more great stuff. And we're better than your favorite podcast. <laughs> Whoever your favorite podcaster is, tell them they suck. <laughs> They're not better than us. We put out more episodes a week. That should be the new slogan. <laughs> we're better than your favorite podcast I love it we are we, we definitely are especially if they're MMA if they're MMA podcast <laughs> we're, we're probably better than they are and we you know yeah we're, we're just better that's it I'm sticking my chest out I don't care we're better shut up whatever, whoever your favorite podcast is <laughs> but <laughs> this has been another episode of the Dojo Talk podcast well I'm gonna say this is a mega cast because it was three hours but um happy 2018 happy <laughs> new years to all the listeners Hope this year teach, uh, treats you better than last year. Stay out of trouble. Don't do anything too stupid. And, uh, yeah, until next time, we will catch you guys later. Peace. Shout out to Michael Beasley. <laughs> <laughs> the 30-point 30 30 goal. Point <laughs> goal. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man.